Blog Talk Radio. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for all the work that you yes. do. You've been doing this a long time. So what do you think we need to do? We need to stop believing the myths. In yeah. this country, right. what we call education is actually indoctrination. Hmm. And it takes Bad. us from the ages of 5 to the age of 18 to ter- thoroughly indoctrinate people so that they will believe in the myth of white superiority. And mm. it is a myth. Right. Now, you can't do that while you're teaching that Columbus discovered America. Right. Mm-hmm. There were black people on this continent 4,000 years before Columbus was born. Right. We teach black history in the schools as if it started with slavery. I'm not a white woman. I'm a faded black person. My people move far from the equator. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. only reason my skin is lighter. That's all any white person is. Because wow. we are, are great. Hey. There's one race. There's one race. The human race. And then right. you all came from the same black women 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. The human race began with black women. My cousins, and you are all my cousins, make no mistake about this, we are all 30th to 50th cousins because we all have the same black great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother back there 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So get over the idea that you are white. There's one race. Yeah. Yeah. The human race. The human human race. race. One race. Now, will every person in this group who's biracial please stand? Biracial. I told you there's only one race. Didn't you listen to anything I said? <laughs> we were listening. It, it just takes a minute, Jane. Let me ask you this. How long do you think the idea of race has been around? Since, Since the beginning of the time? That's just what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and you are just as wrong as you can be. I was going to say since around the 1400s. Right. It started with oh, the, wow. Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Before that, race was the not Spanish a problem, but like they, they found out that they were killing people who were of their religious belief, but they couldn't tell what their religion was by looking at them. So they had to find another way to identify those they were going to kill, so they set upon skin color. We have also been indoctrinated with the myth of right. white superiority. We've got pictures of the baby Jesus who looks like the little Pillsbury Doughboy. Right. He didn't look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's true. And it says in the Bible that Jesus had kinky woolly hair. And feet of bronze. Yep. Hmm. Here's what you can do. You can educate yourself. The schools won't do it. They won't. They don't want you to know the truth. They can't afford to have blacks know the truth. But what you have to realize is within 30 years, white people will have become a numerical minority in the United States of America. Hmm. Now, blacks and people of other color groups have got to stop playing defense and start playing offense. I think that part of what the responsibility that we as a black community need to take on is educating ourselves and preparing ourselves oh, absolutely. for what's to come. Absolutely. You yes. need to educate yourself yes. and your children yes. before they go to school. Exactly. And when they come home from school spouting this crap that they've learned in school, absolutely. then you need to take them inside and say, here, look at this. Here's what really happened. Right. There's one race, the human race, the and human that's race. the only race. Oh, right. There yeah. are 2,500 different skin colors on the face of the earth. Right. If you can come up with 2,500 different names for races, you've got too much time on your hands. Right. You need to get a job. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. Got it. So now turn to the person on your left or your right, stick out your hand and say, hello, cousin. <laughs> hello, cousin. 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 Hello, cousin.
better. Well, sure it does. Yeah. It yeah. feels Uh, 
network tonight, don't be rattled by the word Yah. If you have issues with it, you probably should say hallelujah, praise Yah. You probably should say hallelujah, whatever you want to call the Most High. Okay? But if you say hallelujah, you're literally saying praise Yah. And the scripture talks about it in Psalms, praise Yah. Of course, we know there was no J in the Hebrew, and that's why everybody, even though they spell hallelujah with the J, they still say hallelujah. Just a little FYI. Folks, tonight is serious. Serious. We have a lot of our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. I can't say that it's whites because it's a mindset. And anytime something is a mindset like white supremacy, anybody can believe by it. Anybody can believe it. Anybody can believe it. If it's a mindset, anybody can believe it, folks. I don't know what to say. So while there's a lot of animosity and uh, negative energy towards our white brothers and sisters by some of my so-called people, because cards of the flesh we do have, we can't say my people, um, but there's a lot of animosity towards whites. I really appeal to my people to really look at what you're hating, what you're frustrated with. And if you look close, you're not frustrated with the people. You're frustrated with the philosophy. Because when we see that philosophy in black people, it hurts just as bad. When we say little names to each other, it hurts just as bad. When we have the kind of killer that Chicago have, which is based straight out of white supremacy, black inferiority, teachings, belief systems, it hurts just as bad. Funerals are funerals. Okay, we get all up in arms of a black white's killing us, but... We kill ourselves more than whites do. But because of that, we still, uh, 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 we don't want to see any of our blood being shed. So tonight is a show where we're going to look at all of the, uh, the protests and the marches, Black Lives Matter, uh, and not just limited to that, but just a lot of ills among white-black relationships. And uh, I guess more pointed, I should say, what the church is doing about it. What the church is doing about it. Folks, this is what tonight's show is not about. Please, please follow accordingly. Um, the, this show is not about bashing white people. Hopefully we have graduated beyond that. White people cannot be our problem. You have to be very careful saying white men is the devil and all this stuff because you, you're you literally teaching white supremacy when you do that. If white people have anything more than black people, that gives them superior powers, evil or good. That's why I refuse to give it. I refuse to give white people the power of being the devil. I refuse to give white people the power of being more evil. I refuse. I just believe this. I believe this system is vicious. I believe white supremacy is vicious. And I think a lot of our black brothers, so-called black brothers, is the reason why they're not as horrible with the white supremacy is because we deal with each other every day. And we know that we don't have tails. We know that we don't do all of the lies that we've heard over the years. We know that we're not crime prone unless we're raised wrong. Uh, I think I'm rhyming there. <laughs> but uh, we know how beautiful we can be. We know the, we know uh, the beauty of our young men. We know the beauty of our young women. We know the beauty of our old people with no teeth, speaking broken English. We know their beauty, what they have that 
proper speaking English people, whoever it is, don't have. We know the glory of our people. So we are, it's a little, it, it, white supremacy don't have as a grip on us as a lot of our white brothers and sisters. But it still is there because after all, all of our teaching, all of our education is from guess who? Right. Uh, people that rule over us in every tiny aspect of life that has been influenced by this lie of white supremacy. So when you get a Ph.D., you might be a Ph.D., you may make six figures, but you're tainted with this warped image. Let me just go, and I'm, and I'm setting everybody, I'm setting this up, everybody. I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to say much tonight, probably. <laughs> Let me tell you what I mean. I have something I read last week called Expo 30. Expo 30. Expo 30 is 30 areas of life that's affected by white supremacy. This is something I come up with. Okay. I believe it's inspired the most high, but I've never heard nobody break down life in 30 areas. Well, I broke down life in 30 tiny areas. In every one of these areas, there is the philosophy of white supremacy slash black inferiority. Lies about whites being superior, whites being first, whites being better, whites knowing what's best, you know, um, more so than and people of color, despite their education or whatever, is always, uh, or even, you know. So anyway, here goes the Expo 30, okay? Now, and every time I mention, just think of a, like I said last week, think of a big old table. And again, guests, we're coming to you, and panelists, we're coming to you, but i got to lay this out because I don't want us misfiring tonight, bringing up all kind of stories and so forth. We want to talk about the philosophy of white supremacy and how do we deal with it. I know that who we are in Christ trumps everything. I know that uh, uh, who we are in Christ is this part of the solution. I know that who we are in Christ is where we want all of us, our brothers and sisters, to go, and then we won't even have racism. But... Before we get to that step, we have people that have erected a teachings, a lie, an idolatry, and the world has succumbed to these lies. And there's certain people getting more glory due them, and others getting far less glory than they need to be walking in, talking about so-called dark-skinned people. So this lie has crippled mankind, and you have got to address those lies. Yes, you want to say who we are in Christ because no matter how great we are as a people and what great things Africa has done uh, before there was a Europe, they need a savior. They need deliverance. So no matter what great things you or your people did, according to the flesh, we all need to walk in this new man. So before we turn the show over and we start talking about the new man, new man, I want people to understand that there is a major, major problem in the natural realm where we live and operate every single day. We cannot ignore this. How do you handle, how do you walk both in the spirit and yet be responsible the way the Father wants us to be with these lies that's being told and that's controlling people's mind every single day? Here are the areas. i got to go through them quickly, so I'm going to talk a little fast. The area of history is the worst, because history is everything that happened 20 seconds ago on back. Folks, the most lies is in history. I mean, literally, 
when we are when we are raised up in this country called America, we're actually taught in such a way we ignore the whole world except white, so-called whites, because that's the empire we're part of. Anything that's not affiliated with Europe, we hear very little of the Chinese culture, the Chinese empires, and the fact that the original Chinese was black. That's why when I say that, y'all looking at me crazy with your eyes buck now because you wasn't educated. If you was educated, that wouldn't even you wouldn't even raise an eyebrow over that. That the whole world was originally black. The reason why they're rubbing you wrong is because you're miseducated. I say you're miseducated. There's a book called The Miseducation of the Negro, but no, I believe it's the miseducation of humans. In America, we're not taught the glories of Africa. And the glories of Africa would trump anything Europeans have done by a crazy scale, like the original uh, audio that when I open up the show, um, Miss Jane was talking about, I mean, I'm telling you folks, listen, it's 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 unbelievable. It, it, it's just unbelievable the great things, everything ever done, of substance, any invention that that was the foundation of all inventions, happened in the motherland. There was thousands of, oh my goodness, thousands of years of of of, of life, civilization, science, math, philosophy, religion in. Africa, the place we call Africa, the original name of it, again, white supremacy, the motherland, before there was one book wrote in Europe. So, yes, a lot have been lied about with regards to history. There's just one. Again, imagine a large table and 30 seats, 30 dignitaries around the table. Each one of them represent one of these areas. They would be arguing from you know, to, to to midnight over which one of these areas is most saturated with white supremacy. History, we literally wrote out of it, ignored. Everything is whitewashed. It don't matter. Like the woman said at the beginning of the show, when Columbus came, so-called African-Americans, the blacks, not African-Americans, but blacks was here, so-called dark-skinned people was here, thousands of years before Columbus was born. But white supremacists said, we're just going to rewrite it. We're going to burn down the, the, the libraries in Alexandria and knock off the noses of anything remotely look black and just going to go throughout the world just destroying and renaming and reclaiming. That is what's happening. So history. But then education is another one that's still a part of it. Education means the systems today, like the schools and and so forth. What's taught in these schools is just, I mean, it's, you might as well just sign your kids off to uh, another you know, give, it's like giving your kids away to a stranger when you when you send them off to school. They'll never be the same. They'll never look at you the same because when they go to these colleges, they're whitewashed. Everything whitewashed. Everything, everything. And then the world, the, the, the world of imagery, just images, just you was deaf and couldn't hear anything. And again, guess I'm coming to you as fast as I can, but I gotta lay this down. I want everybody to know what we're dealing with and what we're not dealing with. When I just talk about the new man and, and we're talking about racism is it is it over are we claiming it too much as as african americans is we are we overdoing it or does it really exist poverty really the root of it or is it you know is it not imagery look at the images they speak all for themselves every image every advertisement 
What are the images saying? Who is suppressed? Who is missing? Sometimes when black so-called African Americans is missing, that's a statement in and of itself. And you don't see African Americans or blacks. Because it's not just about African Americans. We're in a world. And if you if you're going throughout your world in America, go, excuse me, going out your country, America, USA, and you don't see Africans in your books, that's a part of our world. Chinese is a part of our world. If you're only seeing white, 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 I mean, say, we're in America. We should see just white, white. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. You should see the world. Mostly white because you are in America, but I'm saying for everything to just be white, 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 you go to, to, to the store with your children and you, they're looking over the magazines. That's one of the worst things you can do. It's making a statement. Then there's areas of health and medicine. Oh, my goodness. Who has it the worst? Who's handled the worst? It's patients. Who's represented? Not represented. Who's oftentimes, I mean, health and medicine. I don't know what else to say. Religion, spirituality, the things that we're taught about ourselves as so-called black people, how we became black. Uh, again, our history in the Bible, they take a book that is full of dark-skinned people, full of dark-skinned people. There are no white people in the Bible. If that rubs you wrong, that's because you've been miseducated. If I sound like a racist, that's because you've been miseducated. I know how I sound, because I know how when I was the person first told me how I sound. I sound like a racist, don't I? But I love white people. So what you gonna what you gonna do with me? I don't think my race is superior. I don't even believe in race based on color. So what you gonna do with me? What am I? Perhaps I'm in error. Prove it. Where are white people in the Bible? The only time white skin appear in the Bible is what we call today vitiligo or leprosy. When our when dark skinned people skin became white. Like the like like the lady said at the beginning of the show. I'm a faded African. She's right. When people faded, as she calls it, or people lost pigmentation due to sin, it was sin we lost pigmentation. It was due to sin we lost ability to, to uh, be able to grow to, to, um, when we grew too tall or grew too short or when we was not able to bear children. That's all it was. Our bodies, our bodies, notice I ain't saying the white man's bodies, our bodies, it's, it's we're one human family. It's our bodies lost pigmentation. And eventually people with pigmentation was oppressed by the people that did have pigmentation, and they began to mix among themselves and moved away into a northern climate, which is better, I'm talking about North Africa. And you, after that, you can produce any, you can no longer produce pigmentation after you. Move away. I know I'm taking a long time, but y'all bear with me. I'm setting this up because I want a pointed show tonight. Brother Zeke, just know that you're the only one tonight. I had some people that couldn't make it. So this is going to be very much just you and the panel, whatever panel show up tonight. I want you all to really think about what's being said right now. There were no white people in the Bible outside of those that have this, either their skin turning white slowly or they're born without pigmentation. There was no white nation in the Bible. I don't think there were Romans or any of them. I don't believe that. Prove it. Prove it. I can prove it. Every time it describes people in the Bible, it's always locks. Oh, it's, it ain't just Christ and his woolly hair and his feet like bronze. Everybody uses that. No, 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 no. That, 
But where that Bible was wrote, it's impossible for there to have been a white nation in that area. I know some people say, well, brother, that you sound like, well, okay, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, spirituality and and religion is an area we have been definitely brainwashed with this philosophy of white supremacy imposing uh, a people in a place. Um, and I love all people. You have to do something else with me. I'm not a hater. I'm not mean it. And with regards to um, laws and rules and procedures, uh, y'all should know how that is so tame and so whitewashed. Is, is, is to favor certain people. It has nothing to do with poverty. Brother Zeke is going to come on and talk about poverty. I'm going to let him talk. He's going to, he's going to have the mic. This is my time now. Then he's going to have his time more. But I'm saying these laws, it don't matter if you poor or rich. Rich blacks get it like poor blacks get it. I don't think because you're poor, I think, so, you know, it's always been this thing on our earth that the poor has been hated. I understand that. But what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is just because you're rich, it don't mean these laws are going to change for you. Matter of fact, these laws were written when, in Tulsa when they had the Black Wall Street, what we call the Black Wall Street, when blacks were doing great like they've never been doing in America. Those people were not poor. What did they do? They burned down that town. So if it was poverty the, that, and not racism, why we're beat by the police, poverty and not racism, why we're going through all these areas I'm going through, then why did that happen? And we can go, oh, no, 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 no. But then again, laws, uh, rules, procedures. How about law enforcement? How about enforcing of those laws? Which laws is going to be on, enforced on who? So tonight... Again, I'm going through the expo third. I can't go through all this for time's sake, but I'll just name some of them. Law enforcement, judicial, correction, and discipline that has to do with what happened when you do get in trouble, how you handle, you know, uh, whatever me and black men locked up and what they're able to do, not vote, and all this crazy stuff just slanted at, 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 is towards us. Um, uh, uh, here's a good area here. Uh, identity and culture. Oh, my goodness. White supremacy, black inferiority. I mean, we're always lumped. Uh, look at the worst of our people, and, and everybody's treating us by the worst of our people as though we all rap or that we all do this, and there's black folks that don't know nothing about rapping. There's black folks that can't dance, and black folks can't bounce the ball. That identity and what they say is your culture and your identity is horrible. Those in power I'm talking about. Uh, what about this area, folks, uh, of life, foreign policy? how America, with our children also in that same army and Marines, what they're, well, let's just talk about the policy. What our policy is towards other nations, especially if they're black, is horrible. That's where you see real racism. And then they're using our children oftentimes, and everybody know about, you know, at one point they was, you know, black people was put on the front line, and, and, and there's a, the service has gotten better. The military has gotten better. One of the areas that has gotten better, I might add. But, I mean, it's still a lot of racism, and don't, don't get me started on that, folks, okay? But look at areas like um, uh, nutrition and health, I mean, excuse me, nutrition and food, uh, uh, under malnourished, all of these areas of our society and, and neighborhoods where kids get green vegetables and 
and uh, just how we're treated when we go to the doctor. And uh, this kind of goes back to the health. I'm going to skip that one because I kind of hit that a little bit. But the environmental, how our um, our neighborhoods are treated. Oftentimes, big companies target minorities to put up, um, you know, their chemical plants and and, and and the water. Look at what happened to Flint. Just crazy, unacceptable. Look at Flint. Flint ain't the only uh, neighbor that's went through lead poisoning. All of the things going on in Flint. It's cost of it don't have to do with whether or not they're poor or rich. It's just the black. Kind of value. White supremacy. Look at the area socially socially speaking. Uh housing accommodation. Housing and accommodation. Oh my goodness. Um, look at white flight. Are they leaving because they're poor? Or are they leaving because they're black? The white flight is so so popular it's the name, white flight. There's many areas. I can't go through all these. Beauty and fashion, we just now turn the corner on that, but it used to be our lips was too big, our this was too big, our butt was too big. Now, of course, the fashion industry is trying to inject, you know, but they still feel like we're not good enough even after they get try to get our lips, get our butts, and all this, if I can use the word, our. Again, I believe we're new, new creatures in Christ, but I'm, I have to talk about this in the flesh because this is where oppression is. It's where pain is, where people are literally dying, mistreated, a lot of tears, a lot of pain, a lot of setbacks because people are practicing white supremacy, black inferiority, or racism in these areas. Economy is major. It has to do with uh, um, um, products, value products. Anyway, just simply Google Expo 35, Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio, and you should get about three shows. Again, Google, Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio, and the word Expo 30. And I'll go over, take my time and go through all 30 areas of, of, of life where the black, so-called black family is oppressed far, far more than our white brothers and sisters. And it's because of who we are, we believe, and not so much because we're rich or poor. But Brother Zeke brings... Um, Brother, Brother Zeke, of course, Brinsfield is going to come into a little bit different. He has a different angle on it, and this brother is a part of the uh, Tent Builders Association. I'm sure he'll go over that. And um, I had the opportunity to talk to Brother Zeke last week with Brother Aaron Agnew, and I think hopefully Brother Agnew is on the line, but he didn't get back with me. So I don't know what to say about Brother Agnew. I'm not going to mention unless he just comes on the line. Okay. You have to, you know, show some respect if you've been on people's shows and let them know you can and can't. So I have a little bit of a beef with Brother Agnew. He should have let me know. I can't come on, brother. Thank you for having me on, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do that. I don't appreciate it. So um, anyway, he's a good brother. Still love him, though. Um, So I think we've covered everything. I think we've covered everything. I'm just trying to make sure. I think we've covered everything. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. And Brother Zeke, I think you're. I think he's a five hundred one number. Uh, so let's find his number first. Let's do this first. All right. I think I found Erico five hundred one three one six. Brother Zeke. So, folks, let's do it. Let's go to the phone lines. Erico five hundred one three one six. Brother Zeke Greensfield, are you there? Brother Seth, how are you? I'm doing great, my brother. How are you doing? Good to have you back. Welcome to the Possible Song Network. Why don't you say hello to the people? Go ahead and give us about a minute intro of, of, of who you are, and then we'll get into the thicker things. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me back to the show. My name is uh, Zeke Brinsfield. I am... Um, 
you, you know, I'm a, I'm a lover of of one woman. I'm a I'm a paternal father to uh, to two young men, and uh, am a um, a father to many of the uh, fatherless. And um, the work that that I've been called to do uh, for the last uh, well, going on two decades is um, the Ministry of Reconciliation, and it's uh, reconciling those in the world to Christ. And we have a ministry here where we, yes. our primary focus is uh, working with those in addiction. We have um, uh, several homes that we've built uh, to uh, allow folks to live in through our discipleship program as we are uh, discipling them in the Word and in prayer and uh, trying to uh, look at finding their identity and the purpose that they were built for. Uh, anyone that's dealing with life-controlling problems. So we have uh, we have uh, homes for, for men and women, and we have a, a women's pregnancy care home also that uh, our, our church has been a part of building and uh, funding for the last uh, probably four uh, years or so. Uh, so that's that's a little bit of who I am, so thank you. Well, again, uh, and folks, I can tell you this brother is very busy, and I really, really respect his work in ministry. I really respect his heart. I believe his heart. I, only the Father knows a man's heart, for sure. But I just like what I see. I like what I see. If nothing else, since I can't read his heart, I can say he's doing all the right things according to what uh, you would expect a man of the Most High would be doing. So, Brother Zeke, welcome again to the Boston Zone Network. I did want to go ahead and uh, I think Pastor Chris is now. I can get a hold of him. So let me just go ahead and bring on one of our panelists for tonight. Uh, Pastor Elsie Chris of Malathia Temple, your line is open. Uh, brother, welcome back to the Boston Stone Network. How are you doing, brother? Doing great. How are you doing, Seth? Doing great as well. Well, go ahead and say hello to the people really quickly, uh, and just tell us about 30 seconds. Everybody should know you by now. Who you, uh, about Lathia Temple and so forth? Because it looks like you pastors are probably going to be the only ones on for tonight. Has some people that couldn't okay. come, so uh, go ahead and just share a little bit, please, quickly. Yeah, my name is uh, Reverend Alfie Chris Jr. I'm the senior pastor at Alathia Temple Church. Uh, we're located in Fort Worth. I'm also the author of A Walk Through the Valley, The Prevalence of People of African Descent in the Bible. Uh, I like to work in the community uh, as much as I can and try to reach out and do outreach to help. All right, that's it. Okay, and so what we're going to do, Brother Zeke, is we're going to start off hard and heavy swinging, okay? You heard me go over the Expo 30, 30 areas of life where white supremacy dominates. I mean, flat out just dominates every tiny aspect of our lives, so-called African Americans. If there are people breathing, you can expect white supremacy, either from so-called white people or either from so-called black people. It is a philosophy, not a people. Our enemy is not white, the white man, at least my enemy not. Now, Pastor Chris can speak for himself. He's very bold, man. He may have something completely different. But when I think of my enemy, I think of people full of something that is anti-me, full of, of lies, deception, and ignorance from the evil one. And uh, I think of the flesh as another form of our enemy, and I think of evil spirits. Uh, those are my enemies. Well, uh, again, li- thing, lies about me, deception about me, ignorance about me, um, uh, the flesh, people's flesh, my flesh, craving evil, and evil spirits. These people, any humans can be full of 
any combination of those, and that is my enemy. So, what do you, um, let's start off by asking you a question. I heard you talk about the brother that was killed police uh, by the police, Brother George Floyd, and uh, you said that uh, you thought that uh, racism was not really the problem, but that poverty is the problem. Please explain. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and I actually wasn't speaking specifically in the video about uh, uh, George Floyd. I, I was not um, um, referencing anyone in particular. We, you know, I shared some things about statistics um, that we had out there that kind of showed the number of, of um, times that police in 2019 had drawn their weapons and had um, actually uh, uh, killed uh, someone in the line of duty, and so that was about a thousand. Um, it was, I think, it was somewhere around a thousand and three individuals were killed by police officers in 2019. Two two hundred and fifty of those uh, were were black. Uh, Four hundred and five of those were white. Fifty five of those were unarmed, and uh, twenty five of those unarmed happened to be uh, white. Fifteen of those happened to be black. And then I stated that there's somewhere around. Uh, 686,665 registered officers during this time, which equates to one one black person being shot for every 49,047 officers. So it wasn't the statement wasn't about anyone in particular. It was just some statistical information uh, that we have out there that uh, is available to us through FBI. Through uh, now, not all of the race. Uh, was classified in all of the deaths out there. So there could be skewed numbers in that, uh, and anybody can take a statistic and make it sound like they want it to sound. Okay, so I don't, I'm not one that wants to cherry pick uh, statistics. This is just some information that I thought was interesting. It was a perspective. Um, as as I move into this, I think it's very important to kind of share with with you and the listeners a little bit about me. Um, there, you know, you you the the promo that you did out there. Um, had several pictures of it, and I think there were several people that took offense to those pictures. They saw uh, me me there with African Americans. Uh, they saw me there with people of color. Uh, they saw me in there with uh, different images of relationships that were very personal to me. Um, and um, you know, I, I have to say that you know those those are my neighbors. Those are the people that live next door to me. Um, some of those photos that you have there, the the pictures that you have of me there in in Kesey, Kenya, um, that's that's my son and my daughter. Uh, they have, um, you know, they they have reached out to my wife and I about a decade ago through email, and contacted us. And uh, Vonica had seen our ministry dealing with addiction, and in their village they had a lot of alcoholism that was there in Kenya, and. Um, they, they had asked if, if we would send them some materials so they could drink from the same waters that we drink from. Now, most people don't respond to um, Internet posts or emails that they get, solicitations, you know. But when someone asks to drink from the same waters that I drink from, it registered in my spirit. You know, Jesus said that we have living water uh, that is flowing from us and that we've been given life. And spirit speaks to spirit. And Brother Seth, I think that the communication and the work that we did last week together and, and tonight, that, that's my heart tonight, is that um, that in areas that I need correction, 
that, that I would receive that and areas that, that you need correction, that you would receive that. If, if there's areas that, that uh, Pastor Chris needs it, that we would all be willing to be corrected in areas. And, Amen. And the heart of that. Uh, and so I, I just want to share that, that I'm, I'm sharing a perspective with you tonight. It's not a place of of um, of coming into you and saying that this is the only issue that's going on in the world. And I, I would have to say that in order to share that perspective with you, if you'll just uh, um, hope, bear with me just a couple more moments, I have to. I need to share a little bit about my background. Um, my, my background is, uh, is um, my, my first memories as a child was looking around a corner watching my mother in a pool of blood uh, my father standing over the top of her let, let me do let me do this uh, brother Zeke only yeah. because of time's sake I don't know how long you're going to sure. take if you're going to take three minutes you can ignore everything two minutes two minutes two minutes okay go right ahead that's all I need um, my father running out the door those were my first memories of life I don't think I need to go much further to let you know how things didn't get better from there my father and mother uh, divorced when I was five years old um my mother suffered from bipolar disease, um, had had numerous suicide attempts all her life throughout my adolescence growing up. My sister spent a lot of time uh, trying to raise me through the younger years. When I became 12, she graduated from high school and moved on. And then I, I spent most of that time trying to figure out how to take care of life myself. I um, grew up in a poverty situation. Uh, when I met my wife when I was 15, um, her her mother and my, my my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and they saw the condition that I was in, and they they helped raise me from about 15, 16 years old on. My mother-in-law was raised in the uh, United Methodist Children's Home. She was taken from her parents as a child. So when if you if you look on the outside of the exterior. Of 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 life hurts and things like that. There's a lot compacted in what I'm saying right now. I spent the first probably 10 years of 20 to about well maybe 20 to about 28 listening to my wife continually have to um, share with me how I was acting like a victim, how I was in a place of of everything was it was it was a place of reflecting on other people that they were the problem in the situation. I really appreciate so much how you opened up the show by saying that we give no one authority over us to be able to have that type of control in our life. And and I do believe this is a, a systemic yes. problem in our in our world today that many are bound in this place of looking at others as the problem and not realizing the authority that's been given to us to come out of those circumstances. Now I, I had to I had to learn in adulthood how to be uh, a father and how to be uh, a, hu- a husband and how to be a friend, how to be trustworthy, how, how to how to allow people to how to trust others as well. And those are those are things that came out of that environment variables that that are built into you at a very young age. So the statistics that I share. Uh, in reference to the African American community, of of 65% of black households today are are single parents, compared to 24% in white America. Uh, you know, so there is there is a disparity that's continuing to 
encapsulate and encage and, 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 and take captive the minds of many. If you've got, if you've got a 13% population uh, of, of African Americans in the U.S., and 65% of that has the same things that I had to overcome, I know the battle was hard. And I know that many times, uh, speaking with a friend this week, uh, he he um, he was he was one that taught me basketball, and he uh, he went to a couple basketball camps with me. He was a uh, much older than me, and um, in in our school in 1986 in Tuckerman, Arkansas, there was a, a racial flare-up, and Steve happened to be at the forefront of that. Steve had Steve had posted on his Facebook page a picture of a. Uh, of a African American hanging a uh, Ku Klux Klan member, and he said, "Does this offend you?" And that's what the kind of the, the meme was. And I had responded back on there, "This doesn't offend me, but that doesn't make this right." And he's like, "Man, you just don't understand." Well, Steve happened to uh, um, kind of accidentally dial me through Messenger, and God made a connection there. And he just started confessing the hurts that he had had back from 1986 when all this stuff came about. And, and, and I just have to believe that there are many in the African-American community that I know that at some point you've experienced racism in your life. It may have been in 1986 when you experienced it, and you've been able to move past that and move into another place of, of, of being able to be productive in the world. You've taken control of, of the, the life that's been given to you by God. And then we see what's going on, these images that are coming at us. And there's this, 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 this flare of, of hurts that are coming back from a place at a very young, tender age, or maybe a teenager, or maybe middle 20s, or maybe last week, okay? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not denouncing that any of those things aren't still relevant today. But, but I'd have to ask ourselves today, truly, are we living in a place of hurts with everything that's going on right now and really not looking at the systemic problem that's killing us? I guess, well, let me jump in really quick, okay, because I appreciate yeah. what you're saying, and I want to also, I don't know if I condole the proper term, but I really sympathize with your past and, and, um, and pain. Your pain is just as important as my pain. I'm not on that down with the white man stuff and all that crazy stuff. I'm letting you know I, don't, I, 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 I feel for you for the pain you experience coming up and your upbringing and so forth. It's nothing to be little. And I want you to know that. I look at it just as mine. Okay? I, I want you to know that. And I also want you to know that I hear your heart. Okay? So when this conversation take going to another gear, remember what I said, if it even goes into another gear. I don't know. I never know what's going to happen with these shows. But I want you to know that I respect you, and I wouldn't have you on just to beat up on you or anything like that. Our, the culprit tonight is the philosophy. You could have said, I am a Satan worshiper, and I do not believe in white supremacy. I would say I agree with you. You're part of the answer. You just need to not believe in Satan. I'm after white supremacy tonight. Not you, per se. You don't have to defend yourself in any way. It's not about Zeke personally. It's about philosophies that you may, that I think you may believe. 
racism is real, and I don't think it has anything to do with. I think it. I think it does hurt. I, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you. I'm agree with you to some degree. I do think if you're poor, it can be multiplied on a lot of fronts. You may not dress a certain way. People may treat you a certain way. You know, if, if whites are already looking at your cockeyed and think you're inferior, you sit up dressed and looking a certain way, it can make you worse. Or if you don't have a certain type of uh, income level, if you don't live in a certain neighborhood, I understand some of that could be true, what you're saying. But there are black people that's got some money and that's got some stories in every one of those areas of life that I was trying to go through called the Expo 30. Zeke, we have a problem. It's the philosophy of white supremacy. It's the missing education of like what Brother Pastor Chris was saying, his book, The Glories of Africa. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I guarantee if I start saying, do you know Ivan Van Suderman? Do you know Dr. Ben? Do you know Francis Crest Wilson? Do you know Noble Drew Ali? I guarantee it'll be no, 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 no. But I can start naming white professors, and I guarantee it'll be yes, 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 yes. And that is not just to you. That's to Americans. That's to black America. It's white supremacy. I can start naming civilizations that was around before Europe wrote the Europeans wrote their first book. And I can get a room full of white people. They were, no hands will go up. I never will forget really quickly. Really quickly, then I want to respond, and I want to hear from Pastor Chris. There was a man on Oprah Winfrey's show. His name is Dr. C.T. Vivian. He's the only man I know that's been on show. Oprah didn't do back-to-back shows back then. He was the first one that was, that was on twice. And Dr. Vivian did an experiment with, with, with whites and blacks in a room, and they, they had to sign a paper saying they could not leave, and they had to just deal with racism. And I remember Dr. Vivian, this one white lady, she was so, she's so sweet. She said, it was our problem. We grabbed y'all from the jungles in Africa. We shouldn't have done that. It was our fault. And Dr. Vivian said right beside her, he said, is that what they taught you, sweetie? And she said, yes, it was our fault. He said, are you aware that before European even stepped foot in Europe, that there was civilizations and science and, and technology and arts? And, and I remember the look on that lady's face. Now, she was on the Oprah Winfrey show. He was on the Oprah Winfrey show doing this. And if there was any scholars in that audience, they would have corrected Dr. Vivian. Not one person said anything. I went on to find out that that was the truth. If that is the truth, Zeke, we've been lied to about everything. The whole premise of race. You're not, a, you're not just a white, not a white man in Christ. You're not a white man in real life. It's no such thing. We build something and give increase to something every time we say white and black. That's why I say so-called, so-called. People get tired of me saying so-called. But it's really no such thing. Every time we say it, we're giving life to a lie and our own demise. This is the problem why the guy was on his knee. Because if we don't have history, who are you niggas? Who are y'all? And excuse me, but I'm just trying to make it real and feel real. Who are you? Y'all ain't done the civilization. I'm not going to put you on front street, but I guarantee if I ask you, well, Zeke, who is black folk? Because we're some nice people. Well, no, who are they in terms of history? Who are they really? I'm not going to, I want you to answer. But I bet you you can't go past slave ships. That money. This is the problem. White, so-called whites, are doing great things literally before our eyes. 
and there's blacks doing it too, but the media makes sure that the black man, like one of the fathers of the internet, they say he's the father of the internet, but you never know he's a black man. Ugali, Magali, whatever his name is, who created the fastest computer, he's one of the fathers, if not the father. But nobody knows about him. February, they like, okay, Harry, get over it. Keep on. Okay, great. Let's go to the signs. Okay, come on. Be nice to the black people. Month. My point is, that is the root of our problem. Not Zeke. Not your family. No, it's philosophies inside of Zeke head, Seth head, Pastor Chris head, and others. That are, is our enemy. Zeke, come in. I want you to do it in like two minutes, and Pastor Chris, I want you to come in, and then Zeke, I want you to roll further. You want me to come in? No, no I wanted Zeke to comment since he was rolling with that. Oh, and okay. I kind of interrupt. I want Zeke to go for a Zeke, probably no more than two or three minutes, and then Pastor Chris after Zeke, please. Okay. Yeah, so um, in in response to that, you only know what you've been exposed to, um, and you only only have information that's been presented to you. And and so, you know, there there are a lot of names that you mentioned there, um, Brother Seth, that that I don't don't know who they are. Um, And as you rode through them, it was harder to even try to keep up to write them down. I'd love to. Um, I'd love to have an uh, opportunity for you to maybe send those to me in Messenger when we're done. I'd love to to research and find out who some of these individuals are, and be able to uh, educate myself in in reference to that because I, I do believe that uh, there is a there is a power in knowledge. But what I also know is is that all treasures uh, of of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ Jesus. And so as I say that, you know, we're talking about uh, a response of the church too, and what the church's response should be in this area of racism. Should we be marching? Should we be protesting? Should we be picking up guns? Should we be? I mean, and there's been a lot of different views that's been expressed on your show like that. And as you mentioned, you don't necessarily hold true to all of those. But but part of this discussion really has to come back to that and what our responsibility as the church is also. And and where does that knowledge come from? Where does the knowledge of, of of the church? I don't know if you've heard of Dietrich Bonhoeffer before or not, but yes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he he was a a Lutheran pastor, uh, studied here in the U.S. That uh, he went back to uh, Germany, his home, during the time of Hitler's reign, to actually uh, intervene in civic responsibilities because of the atrocities that were happening against the Jewish people. Now, he wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship, which deals with secularism in this world today and how the church is supposed to respond to that. Now, Dietrich Bonhoeffer also died and was executed. Okay, hold, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear me? Hold on a second. There's somebody's phone. I don't know if you, anybody got us on the speaker because I keep hearing this noise and we can't have it. Um... I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna mute Pastor Chris while you're speaking, and that way we'll figure out if it's him or not. But it's a noise. Somebody that had me on speaker. Maybe got somebody in the room listening to me. Uh, you can't have two phones in the same room. Maybe that's it. But you need some distance from each other if you're trying to be in the same room. But go ahead. Hopefully we'll get this nailed down. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so Bonhoeffer, anyways, was executed uh, for a plot to assassinate Hitler. He was uh, convicted in whatever tribunal they had there and he was hung now 
people would say everybody would probably agree that Hitler needs to die um, in that situation. But Bonhoeffer was actually teaching that the church should be the one carrying out this against Hitler, and that was his place of his heart. Now, I would have to say that in view of the fact that his uh, his, his actions did not produce anything but his own death, it goes back to as Jesus was talking with Peter, and Peter pulls out the sword to cut off the soldier's ear, and he said, Peter, if you if you live by this sword, you're going to die by this sword. Today, that as as we are promoting activities of how the world should respond and how and specifically how the church within the world should respond to this, there's going to be blood on the hands of those who are leading others into a place where there's harm. And we, we just, you know, there, there's, there's a real account that we're going to give before the judgment seat of Christ for how we are instructing those around us. Well, so I, let, you know, me say, let me say this on that tip, because I remember I want you to go for about two minutes, then I want Pastor Chris to give but let me just say this, and then you can talk further. Because I want you to lead out, meaning we'll respond to you, but most of the talk we want you to do so. I want a quick response, but let me comment on something you just said. You can comment behind me, maybe a minute or two, and then Pastor Chris come in here. But really quickly, there is judgment for both sides. There is judgment for those, for churches, that are not out there in the first place, where they have to have a march, where the, where, where, where the secular world has to rise up because the church, there's a lot of racism in the church. It is the most racist institution, I think, on the planet. It's where the world learn how to act, pretty much. I mean, they get they get cues from it. They don't, they're not trying to follow the Father, but, I mean, the world gets some of their standards, behaviors, like if we say don't do something, they say do do it. So, I mean, they follow us to some degree, I guess what I'm trying to say. The Bible says it like this, we give salt to the earth, we give salt to it, we yeah, give we reasoning do. to it. Even the sinning that they're doing, one, I mean, it, it, it's, it's good to commit adultery, probably because people say don't do it, it's just our flesh. But my point is, be careful with the judgment you're saying that, because it's both ways. It's not just those of us that are saying things, you know, maybe I'm saying something out of ignorance. But the church know better. Go ahead. Please, a couple of minutes in there, Pastor Chris. Yes, sir, and I couldn't agree more with you. There, there is um, there is an absolute, I mean, those that have closed their doors and that remain closed to this day, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't understand where they're at in this battle today. Um, and, and for the most part, they're, they're not in discussions like this. And, and I believe you're absolutely right. Sunday, it's, it's kind of hard, but it's, Sunday is probably one of the most segregated or even the word prejudiced days that I could see uh, that happens in our society today. And, and I, I'll close with this right here. And, and, and I truly believe that the, God has set up the order, and he set up the home as the order, and the, the priest in the home, and, and to raise your family. And as the family goes, the church will go. And as the church goes, the nation will go. And so I, I, just, I, believe, I just believe that's where we're, what we're seeing right now in our world today is that we've got, we, we, we've got families that are not, that, that, that we're, we're, they're just not getting it in the home. 
and 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 therefore the church is a reflection of that, and therefore our nation is a reflection of that. So I'll leave it at that. Very good point. Don't underestimate folks what you just heard, because it all starts with the home. Pastor Chris. Okay, um, I'm gonna start off with the church. And, you know, talking specifically about Western Christianity, you know, and this is this is what I've heard from other people. I've heard people say, well, you know, how can Western Christians say that when they're responsible for the slave trade, they're responsible for Stalin, they're responsible for Hitler, they're responsible for the Inquisition. You know, when you look at it historically, Western Christians have committed more atrocities than any other people in the history of humankind. So people are saying, you know, I'm hearing people saying to me, okay, well, how are they going to lead when they have such a, a long record of oppression, killing, and genocide? And so, you know, that's a problem because, you know, slavery was, was ordained by <laughs> uh, Isabella and, and, and went to the Pope, and the Pope ordained uh, the slave trade. So, you know, so after, after you have all these atrocities against the non-white people on the planet, then how are you going to come in as a peacemaker after that? You know, that's, that's kind of problematic. And speaking of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you know, I, I'm, I had to study him when I was in school, and I have a lot of respect for him, but it's, it's, you, know, he, you know who his pastor was when he was in New York in school was Adam Clayton Powell Sr., he went to the uh, what's that Abyssinian Baptist Church, you know. But and then you know we we were talking about the, the system, you know. I'm glad you brought that up, Seth, because um, you brought up those authors. You know, it's just like we don't get credit for you know, like for instance, uh, Aristotle, uh, Socrates, Hippocrates, um, Pythagoras. You know, they don't they don't they don't tell us that. All these fathers of Greek culture were educated in Egypt. The Egyptians opened up their schools and let the Greeks come in. And those Greeks that were educated in Egypt went on to become the fathers of Greek civilization, but that's never spoken. But it's, it's actual historical fact. Pythagoras' theorem, you know, A squared plus B squared equals C, C squared, Pythagoras wrote on it in his own autobiography that he spent 22 years in so what, what was that his theorem or was it somebody else's theorem? And then even the Europeans, they were considered preliterate. They were the last people on earth to learn to read and write and have governmental systems. But they were taken out of the dark age by the Moors. The Moors set up the first universities in Europe, which is which you know is not told in history books. And you know the you know I agree. The problem is you know. History did not start in Greece. History started even according to the Bible in the Nile Valley. And the first That's civilizations right. in the world was Ethiopia, Egypt, and Babylon. Those were black civilizations. And so, you know, we have a lot, we have done a lot for this world as people of color, but it, it, is, it is just wiped out, whitewashed, and ignored by Western education systems. And it's damaging to us because our children are growing up and, and believing that the best thing that ever happened to them, that they were picked out of Africa and brought here in slavery. 
and and, and, and then and it, it, it met. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. I just want to comment on what you're saying so much. Well, I want you to finish just really quick an injection. Again, for those that's popping in here, again, you listen to the Soul Network. We have Brother Zeke uh, Brinksfield uh, is guest in the house tonight, along with the panelists, Alcy um, uh, Chris of Latia Temple. Uh, listen, folks, tonight we're just basically talking about, um, it's not basically, we are talking about how many feel poverty is the problem. Poverty is the problem and not racism. This is held by Pastor uh, Zeke uh, Brinsfield and, and many uh, pastors and leaders and laymen over the years. We've heard this, and so we're just kind of honing in on, is that true? Is that true? You know, that racism is over-talked, overplayed, um, and, and used sometimes as a crutch. Or is it indeed poverty? That's the argument t- 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 tonight. And Pastor Chris right now is kind of hitting on some things about uh, culture, uh, black so-called black culture, we, uh, addressing the white supremacy. Because, again, a lot of these authors he's talking about and things he's talking about is unheard of with Americans. Uh, some of y'all right now, mouth is wide open from what he said and what I said earlier because we're, missing to, we're miseducated. And that's what gives credence, uh, that's what gives life to this white supremacy, black inferiority, uh, a way of life in America we call just civilization. So these brothers are attacking it, and, and both of them come from kind of the same angle in some areas and some area, areas different angles. So enjoy. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. Well, and then I was, I was just going to end by saying it damages us, but it also damages everybody else because they think we have never accomplished anything in history, even though we built a pyramid that sits right in the center mass of the earth, a building that is one one thousand of an inch accurate, a building that no other man and culture has been able to build, but we don't get credit for none of that. You know, we, we were just slaves and we can sing and we can dance and play football and that's all we can do. And that's and that and that's one of the things, you know, it would help us and help other the other way other people look at us. But since they have written us out of history of many of the great fantastic things that we have done as a people when we were the dominant culture, so we don't know that and it damages us because we don't know where we came from. All we know is what was given to us by Eurocentric history. And I didn't say anything about Jesus and religion, even Christ. Even Christianity coming out of out of the uh, motherland. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, and we got a hand that just went up. Air code three one four four three eight one. And any questions for our uh, guest, uh, Pastor Zeke Brinks Brinsfield, please press one. If you're in the chat room, um, you have any questions or comment, please go ahead and type your question, and I'll get to them as soon as possible. Folks, listen, uh, Pastor Chris, what he's saying. I hope y'all are listening. Listening to both of these brothers, I'm. I, I, for sure, for sure. But I want to hold on to some Pastor Chris and Paul because we work together and I know pretty much where he's coming from. But it is true, I believe, our pain stems from ignorance of not just white people. And Brother Zeke, relax if you're not already relaxed. This is not about you. You don't have to defend the white race, so-called white race, anything like that. This is bigger than you, brother. You, you, you're a brother. You're with us. You're on the good side, the way I look at it. Okay. You may not agree with us on this point, but I've seen enough to think that I think you're doing the right thing for so-called African Americans. Okay. We all got this stuff in us. I said we all got this stuff in us. 
white supremacy. It's in all of us. Believe me. And I said this last week. I'm going to say it again because we've got new listeners really quickly. And then we're going to go to uh, 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 Pastor Zeke. And then we're going to go to the phone lines. Erico, people before we come at you. But really quickly, I said this last week. I'm not playing Pastor Chris. I, he probably disagree with this. I don't know. We'll ask him. But I honestly believe the real white supremacist is not white people. In order to be a white supremacist, you have to really believe you're superior. I don't think whites believe that. I think they say that, they act like that, but there's a fear that they have, and that fear is based on they know the truth. So if you're lying, perpetrating, whatever, you, and it's not all whites, of course. I'm not going to keep saying that. It's not all whites. There's always exception to any rule I can think of. But I don't believe a lot of whites. You know why I don't think they believe they're superior? Because they live with themselves. They live with their families and friends and whoever so-called themselves whites. Faded Africans, as the lady said earlier. They're all Africans, all us Africans, the way I look at it. They know the truth. They know what they're lying about. They know. They're very smart people, just like all of us. They know the truth. How can they be true white supremacists? I will tell you who the white supremacists are. Those that don't know whites, how they really feel, that don't have a, a, a solid relationship, uh, intimate relationships, and have had them for years and know, know their fears and their worries. You almost don't even have to be married to them. Those people, those not so-called dark-skinned people, that know that, that they have experienced whites in a very intimate way, They're not white supremacists because they know better. But the rest of us that see have ex- limited experience with whites, we are the white supremacists because we believe the lies. We say little things, crazy things we say to each other about living around black people. I had a black woman tell me one time, too many blacks around here. Same woman said, whites ain't never done under me. She lives in America now, folks. Family going through all kinds of stuff, and she's going to make a comment like that. These, we are the true white supremacists. Now, I know about the ignorant whites, some of them that don't know their history and all of that. They could possibly be, be because they don't really know their history. A lot of them that's not educated. You know, if they're ignorant of whites, but again, they know their uncles and aunts and, and secrets. They hear things at the family gatherings. I just think the real white supremacists is non-white people. Foreigners, a lot of times, come over here. They're some of the biggest white supremacists in the world. I mean, they still great to be in America. And I try to put them down as people, but when I say that, you know who I'm talking about. I believe a lot of them are white supremacists because they just believe everything in America is so great, great, great. No, fool, you come from a great country. No, America is not number one. Are you crazy? In what number one in what marriages? What uh, number one in, in, in children respecting their parents? Number one in what homicides? Number one in what uh, uh, antidepressants? Everybody's on something kind of antidepressants. All these women on Prozac or whatever that drug is. I mean, we're the most number one drug clientele in the world. I mean, what do you mean America is number one? Number one? We're number one in busting people aside to here. Number one military might. We're not number one in English, excuse me, in math. We're not number one. We're not, we're not, we're last in a lot of places. And it was, anyway, I had to go there because this is what I'm talking about, white supremacy. We're talking about tonight, folks. I know some of y'all 
pissed off at me after I said that. But I promise you, I love you. I ain't no hatred in my heart, not this brother. Brother Zeke, uh, please comment out of fairness to you. Then we're going to go to the phone lines and uh, see what 314-381 has to say. Well, I uh, I think there are a lot of good things about our country uh, still. I think that it's easy for us to be tainted about the brokenness of humanity. And I think that there's a lot of things that, um, I, you know, I, I, I truly believe, Brother Seth, that we are seeing uh, the rest of the world responding to um, what we're, we're, what's happening in our streets, and there's there's uh, they're, they're following that that lead that's happening. So I, I, w- I would say that the rest of the world does look to us. Oh, oh for, okay. I didn't hear what you just said. They're following. They're following us in our what? Oh, in in the protests and other things like that. So you, okay, they're, gotcha, they're, they're gotcha, mimicking our ahead, behavior. Ahead. Gotcha, yeah, they're mimicking our behavior. So I would say, in order, but because they're mimicking our behavior in that, and and they're following that, that there's a place of them coming up underneath what's happening in America and 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 following who's leading uh, in those things. Now, here's the here's the real dangers that I see happening. Hold on, hold on, brother Zeke. Hold on, hold on. Don't lose your train of thought. The caller will coming to you. You just said something yeah. key, and I'm afraid you're gonna name five more things, and I'll forget. So really quickly, and I'm out in like 20 seconds. If you saying it's a good thing they're following us, marching and so forth, they're following us, you know, there's some good things, you say some good things about our country. Then you mention how they're following us. But the marching and the protesting you don't agree with. I agree with. So why are you thinking that's a good thing? Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that they're looking to America as the leader, and therefore they're following in those ways of what's happening here in America. I'm not saying that that's the right example. I'm just saying that as they are moving in that, as we're moving as a country and these things are happening, the rest of the world is responding as well because they look to America as great as well. So it's not it's not just a perception of us here in America. I mean, it is a global perception that that I think that you'll have some in certain um, walks of life that would be that would disagree with that. But you have to look at 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 how uh, our country impacts culture around the world, and I think that there is something to be seen about that. So. You know, okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a little bit of time because you got all night. Um, when you say how we impact culture, you've got to hit that. Oh, we can hit it later. If you said I'll hit it later, I'll make another one. No, hit it later. But how um, we're impacting culture is not good to me. It's through TV. It's through force. It's through. So go ahead. Yeah, I agree. So you know, I'm 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 in I'm in Ukraine uh, last year um, during around uh, I don't know it was probably in April May time of last year and. And, and and they knew more about our history because they studied American history, they studied the Revolutionary War. The city that I was in was um, uh, um, it, it, it was uh, uh, Donet, and uh, this the city is um, it is um, a great uh, city that was established in 1776. And so as they were telling me about that, of course they reminded me of American history of 1776 and was continuing on uh, through uh, through that discussion. So there, there's a place where they they have recognition of our culture, things that are being taught that that necessarily we don't have the same experience, the rich experience of hearing how other cultures are taught uh, without without higher education 
without going into specialized schools, uh, things of that nature. But in their uh, parochial schools, just their, their elementaries and their, their junior highs and high schools, as we would call them, these are things that are being taught. So there, there are some things that I say that we do influence the world as well. And so it's, it's not foreign to me for people to want to come to our country and state those things because, well, that's what, what's being taught. Now, uh, it also here's, – here's the problem that I have with this. The problem that I have with this is that civil stability and civil unrest, as it increases in other countries – because of what's happening here, eventually those governors uh, and those dictators and those that are in control are going to have to make a choice to appease their people as being the moral standard. And I think this is where you're going to see opportunists happen within our own – uh, and, and I would say other countries looking at, at America as being weakened right now in this time because of the civil unrest and also having pressures within their governments and within their uh, 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 you know, populations, appease them. So they, they, we will see, and, and Brother Seth, this is one of those things that I want you to test on right here, okay? But we will see military action of other okay. countries moving against us, okay? Okay. And we'll, we'll, see, we'll see a place where UN troops, and we'll see a place where maybe China, maybe Russia, to, 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 to suppress what's going on in their country, to bring uh, uh, calm there, that they're going to take a moral high ground, but they're really looking for opportunities for a weakened state of America to attack. Now, that's, a, that's, a, well, that's a mouthful right there. That is a mouthful. You said so much I want to comment on. I want to, out of respect for the call, yeah. I want to go to him. But Pastor Chris, please remind me to comment on the whole thing about a dictatorship. Uh, okay. All right, let's go there. Let's go three one four three eight one. Sorry that you uh, held so long, but you saw what was going on there. Uh, go ahead and give us your name and city before you comment, please. Your name and city. Please. Well, this is Pianchi calling from the Midwest. I'm either in Missouri or down in the Gulf area. But, uh, All right, Pianchi. I haven't heard from you in a long time, brother. Yeah, whoever made the statement about the poverty, I agree with him. I mean, it's quite obvious it's always talked about. And uh, the I don't you know racism. It, it, I don't worry about racism. I worry about the educating of your kids, giving them the highest standards and skill set as you possibly can in areas that's in high demand. Because when the immigrants come here, that's what they target. They target high demand field. Look at your Nigerians. You got Nigerians that's double major doctors and engineers. In one person, wife is the same. So that's because they pay extremely high money. Now, let me tell you something. There are a lot now, of African-American students. You know how we do because you're long-winded. Now, everybody, I'm letting y'all know he's long-winded. So this brother's going to give him about no more than about four minutes because he has just that's the way he is, okay? But P.A.K. really quickly. Yeah. What do you have to say about Black Wall Street? I mean, come on now. There's a line between no, here I didn't say anything about, about black Listen, Hold on a second. There's a lot of rich huh? black folk, celebrities even rich, that talks about serious racism. Black well, Wall Street, the, the people was not poor, 
and they got a bomb, the first bomb I think ever dropped on our, dropped on any people in America. What year was that? Black Wall Street. What year was that? 1921. I don't know, but I know that they was not poor. Go ahead. Yeah, that was 1921. That wasn't the government dropping bombs. That was some private aviator. Well, I'm talking about 2020. The government didn't interact and help them. Come on now. Well, that was a state government. It wasn't a federal government. I mean, 1921, look at what they were dropping on Germany compared to this what they what dropped I'm, in firebombs and all the This is what they call a dishonest conversation here. Now, we, we're swinging here. We're trying to be as honest well, as we can. I wasn't living in 1921, sir. racism on people that is not poor. I didn't say that. I said it doesn't bother me. Well, we, this show is not, excuse me for just, I didn't, got a mouthful here, but Bianchi, listen, it's not about what bothers you. The show yeah. is talking about the argument or talking about the title is racism roots poverty or not. Is it based, or, I mean, now I think it's a, it's a bigger reason than what everybody is saying tonight. Now I was going to hold it to later on. I think it's because we Israelites are feeling poverty, but I don't want to get too deep on everybody. But I know for what sure is it's definitely not poverty. It's definitely not poverty because too many people that's not poor is getting it. And too many white people, here we go, too many white people, here we go, people listen to this. Uh, my guest, Pastor uh, uh, Zeke, but Pastor Chris, listen to this. Poor whites are not seeing the racism that well-to-do blacks and rich blacks see. That is really the problem right there. Go ahead, Yankee. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, like I said before, racism has evolved into things that's unrecognizable what it was back in the 1950s. And white supremacy, if you want to call it, and I consider white supremacy that when you look into behind um, certain industries and certain categories like offshore oil well drilling, uh, Actually, financing, boycott, and sanction is faced behind that usually is white, but they lose too. I mean, look at your shipbuilding. Your Chinese have the biggest shipbuilding companies today. Look at South Korea. Uh, in the 70s, South Korea's uh, average person, uh, average uh, South Korean had an income less than Ghana, West Africa. And look at them today. So that was brought about because of the education that these people took on in the areas that they took the education in. I see it today. You know who's going to be the next dominant uh, force on this planet? It's going to be them Nigerians. They're going to have a population that's going to be the second largest in the world. Pianki, listen, no disrespect. I want you to hear my heart. You're a little off topic. Anytime we collectively do a thing, whether it be a Nigerians or whoever, there's always white brothers and sisters' businesses that's going to do business with them and they're going to do better. We're not talking about uh, industrial, um, what's the word I'm looking for, innovative type of create. We're talking about everyday people experiencing racism, people with knees on their neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. We're talking about everyday Joe Blow, what we go through in just living in America, not corporations and corporate effort and national movements and all of that. So please stay on topic. Please, for time's well, you, sake. Your topic, all right, your topic say many feel poverty is the problem, not all, right? Right. Look at your topic. Right, so right. I'm in the, I'm in. I'm in the not all 
Many do and not all. I mean, that's in every society. You're going to have some that's going to do well. Some are going to do much uh, much better. And you're going to have some that's going to do less for a variety of reasons. Now, being that I don't, ex- don't accept that all do, I'm telling you what I think would help where those that are experiencing it would help them out tremendously. Let's educate your children. Thank you. All right, well, that's being you, folks. I love hearing that, brother. You always have something to say. All right, going back to the phone lines. Eric is 903 Your line is wide open. Go ahead. Hold on, Mac. Hold on one second. Out of respect for Pastor Zeke, I want him to comment on Pianchi two minutes no more. Pastor Crick, two minutes no more. Then we'll go to Erico 903-279. I believe Pianchi was his um, his experience. You know his the, what what he sees and and you know I I, I think that there is um, um, there, there there's some that have been afflicted and hurt uh, through racism. Uh, that may have experienced it in a different way, uh, at, to a larger scale, during a different time, um, and when they when they look at what's happening today, they they may not uh, be able to, or they may say, well, it's a lot better today than it was back then, and I think that that's a perspective that people can should be have the freedom to be able to express. Now, now the the reality of it is is another question. Okay, uh, the reality of that is 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 that the hearts of man is exceedingly wicked today that we live in, and we're going to we're we're looking at how the church is to respond with everything that we see going on today, and 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 I, I agree. I think that getting back to biblical foundation of, of teaching our families that is the role of the church. Discipleship is the answer to all of the world's problems. Period. And I can't agree with you more, Pastor Zeke. And, and folks, I don't know how to, you know, this is a hard show to do. Or should I say it's a hard topic? Because on the one hand, I said earlier, the solution is what Brother Agnew, Pastor Zeke, myself, others last week was saying. The Father has made it available through His Son to live and be identified through Christ. And that in Christ there is male nor female, black nor white, and we're supposed to treat each other based upon that. That's why you hear me say, Brother Zeke, we're not related in terms of the flesh, not immediately, but through the Spirit, He is my brother. If you don't believe that, you shouldn't call people brothers and sisters in church because that's really where that concept comes from because we're all one in Christ. Well, what does that mean in a practical way in the flesh? We really would do good by calling each other brother and sister in the natural realm. But there have been millions of people that's wanted about to uh, construct a lie, build a lie that has the whole world just staggering. I think it's what's spoken of in the scriptures when it says uh, Babylon made the nations drunk with her wine. People may say, oh, that's a bit much. Okay, fine, but I just think white supremacy has made the nations drunk. People come here from, from very good countries, hollering about America is number one. America is not number one. America is just a country. It's not, it's, not even, it's not even sane enough to say that. 
It's just a, it's just people. Iraq is just people. Because as long as you're saying we're number one in that crap, you'll go over there and bomb them and kill them and maim them and, 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 and not think that of and rape them because you don't think they're real women and real men. That's why soldiers act like that white supremacy. So I don't like hearing that. America's number one. I'm not a citizen of America, really. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. Believers need to be hollering about the kingdom and not about America and waving the flag and all this crazy stuff. That's another part of white supremacy, the manifest destiny, this crap, this lie. All this stuff got to go. A lot of our white brothers and sisters is choking on that, not saying Brother Zeke is. I shouldn't say there I go. I, sh- I can't even say that. It's not white. Anytime I say whites, it's always black folk doing the same thing. Look at Brother Agnew. Listen to what he said last week. I will water him down. And then he slid in. And I wish he was here to defend himself, but he's not. He says, uh, God don't use water hoses. God uses the gun now. So in other words, he said, I will water hose the protesters. This is what a pastor said on the show last week. He said he would water hose the protesters. And he said that was, that was God's order, that the police are, are God's minister. Then he said God don't use water no more than they use guns. So in other words, God will shoot the people. If I'm lying, I'm flying. That's exactly what he said. That is white supremacy. He didn't never said that about white people. It was all whites. He would have never said that. It was a white movie. He would have never said that. Our people are sick. We don't value our lives. It don't matter if you're ministers, deacon, or doctor, law. It don't matter what profession, six-figure income, millionaires. We don't have life, value like that's why we say Black Lives Matter. Um, let's go to the phone lines. I had them holding long enough. Y'all forgive me. Then we uh, actually we got two hands that went up. I'm gonna go to this uh, first one. This, this hand that's up. Um, Let's go to Erica seven one eight five zero six because this person uh, they don't think they can hold long. Uh, Erica nine zero three two seven nine. Please forgive me for, for this move, but this person cannot hold. So and I know that know that they would say they would be called, but they couldn't hold long. So Erica seven one eight five zero six. Go ahead and let us know your city and name, please. Um, I think I know who it is, but go right here. Jonathan Jackson, calling out of Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Mr. Jackson, go ahead out of four-word text. What's your comment for, for the, uh, the panelists and, and, and Pastor Zeke? Oh, it's, just, it's just a food for thought. I just always had the, the mind state of wondering, why do we always speak highly as a Christian nation of America when it's, possi- it's a strong possibility that America is Babylon and it, the Bible speaks that America isn't so great? It speaks about how it's led the nations into doing many bad things, and that's why it needs to be destroyed. It's killed the saints. It's done so much atrocity. So if America is truly mystery Babylon, why do Christians, for the most part, talk about how great of a nation it is when God wants it to be destroyed? Boy, that was a – I think I ain't heard a question that good since your last question. This brother must think of – he must think for hours to ask us stuff, y'all. But anyway, Brother Jonathan Jackson on the line asking, we'll point this question to both Pastor Chris and Pastor Zeke. Pastor Zeke, why don't you go first since you are the guest. So he's uh, referencing Revelation 18, and uh, my wife and I, we put together uh, about a 42-week – uh, prophecy study, and we we speak a lot about Babylon, and and I can tell you that there, when you look at the nations that are represented in the end times, America is not listed there. Now we look at our society, and we look at the 
the concepts of Babylon, and we look at uh, you can go you can go as you, you can go to L.A. and you can look at uh, Rodeo Drive. You can look at the the stores, the 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 materialism that we have in our country. You can also go, take it all the way back to Shiner, okay? And you can take it all the way back to uh, the Chaldeans, and you can talk about the uh, 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 intellect that was there in Babylon. You can look at the symbolisms of the eagle that was part of Babylon's and the lion, uh, and you see these symbols continuing throughout uh, history. You can look at the image that was given to uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, and you can see how that image continued down through each one of those kingdoms, down through the toes. And I do believe that, that, that the caller is, is accurate in seeing America as this thing. Now, we also know that there is a place where the, the children of Israel and the, were taken captive by Babylon. And we know that God did great things through that nation, through his children as well. So just because we may be in Babylon doesn't remove the greatness that happens there. And I think that there have been many advancements that's been made in America um, through 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 believers. There's been many advancements that's come from that from from Christianity, if you want to call it that. Uh, it, it, but myself, I, I'm kind of like a Pastor Agnew, and I really want to look at it as disciples, followers of Christ. You know, because I think that uh, term Christianity is something that has been uh, really become a stigmatism to the world, and has been a place that that many have fallen into a false doctrine of uh, of being immersed in Babylonian society and being captivated by Babylon. So uh, to, to 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 draw a distinction between the nation and the people within the nation. I think you've got to be able to do that in order to say that there's a greatness there. Because I believe any place where there are believers at, there is greatness and there is place where God has given us, where our soul's feet are, have touched the ground, he has given us that ground. Now, we, um, we kind of relinquish that authority. Uh, and, and, and here's the last comment I'll make about this. As I was preaching the gospel last week at Kroger, and I was out sharing store manager came out to me and says, you can't be here. Pastor Agnew was with me praying, and I, I think highly of Pastor Agnew. I think very highly of, of him, uh, even in the comments that, that you made there. I think there's a, there's a place that there's context that needs to be brought to that, but I'm not going to speak for him tonight on that, but I do want to say that his character of the utmost and his heart, the ministry and the work that he does, I see it firsthand. So I, I just I want to want to share that part. But he was there with me. And as as the store manager came out to me and said, you can't be here um, because we don't allow solicitation. I said, well, I'm not soliciting anybody. I'm not asking them for anything. I'm proclaiming the gospel and the days that we live in, redeeming the time that we've been given. And he, he said, yeah, but you're not allowed to do that here. Um, you know, we had to ask two people to, to – they couldn't come here and solicit. And again, I said, I'm not doing that. And he said, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to call the police on you. I said, well, that's fine. He said, they said this is private property. And Pastor Agnew, discerning in the spirit, walked up and said, you know, somebody that came and reported that to you, it was a Christian that came up to you. And, and the manager of the store looked at him, and he, he just stopped because he was stunned that Pastor Agnew actually called that out. You see, the atheists in the world don't have the power to stop the gospel. Hold on one second, because I think you're going a yeah. little bit more. Caller, is he answering your question? That's, you know, um, is he 
give me a little feedback in less than 30 seconds because I know you can't hold long and he's kind of going on this. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yes, yes, yes. The pastor is answering my question. I just know that I'm pretty sure there's a scripture that tells the believers to come out of her, my people. So that's exactly right. Unless you that. suffer, unless you suffer her same judgments, and you'll find that in Revelation 18, uh, where it's living there. And I think it's around um, Revelation 18:21. Um, and 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 I really I, I have to go a little bit further to to Revelation 18:23, and I want to share this one with you too. It says, "The light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore; that the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore." We see, boy, we see that happening right now. We're truth is being guess, excited guess, right I, now. Pastor Zeke, if yeah, you don't I'm, I'm telling you, talk to him about the greatness here. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is this, really quickly. I guess what we're saying is this. There's all kind of nations, over 200 nations. And if you got people running around talking about how great America is, you got all these other nations that's not Babylon. You know, they've been going to Africa forever trying to evangelize. Well, guess what? If you keep going to Africa, you're going to evangelize some nations. Some nations are going to be, and that's what a lot of African presidents are saying. Christ is our, you know, Lord. And you don't never hear about them. All you hear about America, 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 America. If it's Babylon, my God, okay, give it, give it, give it praise. But why not other non-white countries? Why is it always in the mouth? Especially, I can't say whites because it's, it's blacks. It's, it's just it's, again white supremacy. We feel like what the call I think is saying. You know, I'm not putting words in his mouth because 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 I got another caller holding. I guess what I'm saying, and I want to get him off the line and get to the other caller. But really quickly, what I'm saying is, why is all this to do over America when it's just a nation? The Father, the Most High, isn't it's God. It, 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 they don't trust in God. We trust the. Constitution, this questions about it, 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 even though it's a great article, we believe that, but what about other articles of other nations? I mean, why do we feel like this country is the only thing we're talking about in less than two minutes, and then we're going to go to this other caller? So, um, I, again, I do think there's been provisional blessing on the people of God in, in this in this country, and I believe that, that God has, is sovereign, and he's able to endure through atrocities. Um, Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so there is a place for, for us as, as believers. And, and you know, our, our nation, we, we used to celebrate God. <coughs> now, we, we've also, as you mentioned, we've used God to enslave the minds of others. There's been perversions of the word. There's been all of those things that's occurred too. But I can't say that's the dominant spirit that the church has operated in uh, since its inception here on the United States of America. I can't say that's well, the dominant if, spirit. Well, if we're going to, and the caller got to go, so real quick, caller, any other last yeah. question before we let you go, because well, Brother well, well, finish. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, all right, because I just want to understand, when has, because I, I hear that, you know, uh, the Christ, Christianity or the church, when it's been here in America, we've done great, so my thing is, when exactly as a nation, has Christianity, the church, done these great things? Because from my understanding is Christianity was used to enslave people. You know, the quote of, you know, obey your master and everything like that. Don't get me wrong. That's not, that's not legitimate Christianity. That's somebody taking scripture and twisting it for their own agenda. But my thing is, the, when people say things such as, oh, you know, the majority of plantation owners – 
it, it wasn't even that many people who, who owned slavery. But then my thing is, where were all of the other good Christian people? Why were they not speaking out against it? Why was it only a small amount of abolitionists or people who were true believers that tried to end such a thing as slavery? And then you go on to after the Civil War where Lincoln didn't even want to really free the slaves. If he could have kept the, the country together and united, he would have done it without freeing a single slave. So my thing is, it was, nothing was ever done voluntarily. A war had to be fought to forcibly free a group of people in a so-called Christian nation. Then you had, after the Civil War, you had Union soldiers who supposedly were supposed to be the good guys who created concentration camps called the Devil Punch Bowl, where they had concentration camps for the so-called free slaves. They just freed because they were so violent and good people. They created concentration camps for those people. These are the Union soldiers. So then we go from there, and we go to Jim Crow. So then it says, okay, where's the church now? Where was the church on Jim Crow, okay? Then we go from Jim Crow, we go to the Civil Rights. Where was the church as a whole? Not just the black church. Where were all the churches as a whole? So my thing is where, what period of time, in America, has the church, black, white, Hispanic, everybody, been on one page where we unitedly let our light shine and we were the salt of the earth and everybody was one? And I'm trying to figure out when was that? Because for me, America has never been a Christian nation. It's always been capitalistic and greed. And that's why I believe it is Babylon. And, yes, there were people in this nation. I, I believe that's the only reason why America has not been destroyed so far is because there have been a few good, true Christian church churches here. Just like when in Abraham, when he asked, would you destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if there was only a, this many people or this many people or this many people? So I believe that America has not been destroyed because, yes, there have been good Christian to a certain extent, but not the whole nation. This this has never been a Christian nation. You know, so so I'm just trying to figure out at what period of time have we been a Christian nation? Pastor Z. Well, I, you know, I have to I have to agree with a lot of the comments that the, the caller made, um, but I also have to say that there are articles uh, that we've got. Declaration of Independence that uh, many, um, you know, there are things that are penned by those who own slaves that they may have not have seen the, uh, what I would call the prevalence or the premonition. They may not have had the premonition of what they actually were writing, even at that. But there are some very solid uh document that, that does state that all created equal and that there is a, a place for that declaration of independence for 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 all of us that does exist. And so to to say that that was penned by someone that didn't believe in God or that the founding documents of our nation did, was not penned by a believer, um we we've all we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're looking for a place of perfection in, in humanity that exists only uh, in, in Christ that many of us are learning to walk in uh, through a process of being sanctified. 
And Pastor Zeke, let me say this because this caller got to go. Uh, caller, you have to go. Yeah. Uh, I, but, but just really quickly, because Pastor Zeke is going to continue uh, again, folks. So I think we're gonna, what's going to happen is after this, after this, we're going to take another caller. We're going to take a quick little break, and then when we come back, we'll put the final touches on the show. But, caller, were you done uh, with what, what you were saying before, Pastor? Because uh, I remember you had told me you couldn't, couldn't hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just gonna listen to Pastor Z, but I, before I go, uh, I'm gonna be listening anyway throughout the night. But I just want to say that throughout all nations, right? Whether it's, it's the it's the ancient civilizations of China or Egypt or Mesopotamia, we, every human being was given a, a God consciousness, right? Before they, they didn't have to have the Ten Commandments, they didn't have to have. God gave all of us that type of consciousness, right? Where he even told my pain, like, why the captain fell? Like, like what's going on? If you do right, then won't you be rewarded? If not, sin life at the door, right? So everybody has this type of consciousness, right? That's why you can look at every civilization and they have some type of laws where it's like, thou shalt not kill, uh, you should not kill. Uh, and then it has laws about like civil laws of how to treat one another. Like you got Confucius, you have all these different type of people who had these type of laws. So to say that the Declaration of Independence, when they wrote this, it's because they believed in God. I don't agree with that. I believe that's just that's just the God consciousness that we all have. It doesn't mean you have to believe in Christ and you have to believe in like the God of the Bible. It's just your you're just your human conscious to 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 be able to create. Because I don't believe that. what did Socrates believe in? What did what did Aristotle? What did they believe in when they wrote some of the greatest works to to exist? You know what I'm saying? Like what did they believe in? You know, they didn't believe in the God of the Bible, but they had some type of consciousness that they was they was that was given to them by God to to be able to to articulate these type of things. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I don't believe that the Declaration of Independence is valid to be gotcha. like that because they believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Because you can't do that and then you're and then also that spirit, that mm-hmm. Holy Spirit dwelling you while you're I'm not saying they did this, but while you're enslaving someone and you're raping them or you're or you're beating them, how does that Holy Spirit dwell in you to be able to write something like that? And that Holy Spirit doesn't irk you day and night to say, well, if that is the case, if all men are truly created equal, why do I have this slave? Why am I not fighting against this slavery? You get what I'm saying? So, so anyway, like like I said. I'm, I'm just gonna listen for uh, for the remainder of the night, but I just wanted to to bring those things across. Well, I appreciate that caller, and I uh, really appreciate that. Really appreciate you hanging on. Let him share with that, share like that. <laughs> they went back and forth. Uh, go ahead, Pastor Zeke. Let's just. I mean, I, I really appreciate the question. Uh, take no more than about a minute, because we, we're going to come back to you and give you a little bit of uninterrupted time uh, when we come back after this little break. Just know you're going to go uninterrupted. We're going to give you like five minutes uninterrupted. And uh, but Pastor Chris, we need to hear from you. Uh, but Brother Z, take no more about a minute. We've got this caller that's been holding forever. Sure. Um, yeah, great questions. And, I, I, you know, my, my initial response is he was talking about different civilizations. I, I can't think of a civilization that didn't have um, – concept of slavery in it i don't i don't know of any that are or was 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 removed from from the concept of slavery uh, and so i think that there is but not a, like american even slavery a, not like american slavery though not not this stuff right there, there's, so, there's laws in the Old testament that deals with slavery that tells you how to treat your slaves and it wasn't a lifelong uh sentence oh that's absolutely 
Year, the, you had right. years of tribulation. But, but I mean, you had, in other words, about killing slaves, raping slaves, selling families, that is not in the law. And if they, if this is a Christian nation, why didn't they follow the laws that God set down about slavery? Yeah, you know, and 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 I will say, I will say that man is is flawed in this, and that even even as the law was written, um, there there is a place of sin that dwells in the flesh, and so we can we can categorize certain sins over others uh, because they affect us differently. We can we can also demonize the sins of others because they're not sins that we actually deal with ourselves. And so as a people, there, there's, there's a real slippery slope that we go down to think that our world's not, um, well, it's, it's not impacted by sin, because it is. It is impacted by sin, the brokenness, the divisions that we have with one another. And, and, right. And, and you know. Right. But, but so, do you think so we can that, be, there's do you places think, of, do you think, do you think any of that was caused by uh, genocide, all the genocide the Western Christians have done all around the world? Oh, I don't. I mean, we'd have to go back to the Anglican Church and, and, and talk about the difference between Henry VIII and the the fact that he broke off from the church and that there was a great from the Catholic genocide. Church. From the Catholic yeah, Church. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we'd have to we'd have to look at the difference between uh, the, the the work that the Anglican Church did uh, and then the the Catholic Church as well. So there is a there there is a great history there of atrocities that the the right, church did. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even even you know, I'm talking about you know we you know we haven't talked about the Tasmanians. A culture that was completely wiped out. We're not talking about the Arawak Indians in America, five to ten million of them that were killed. See, my issue is, you know, we're talking about we are brothers in Christ, but one, we got one brother that's Cain and one brother that's Abel, because one brother has, one of our Christian brothers has murdered more people in the in the annals of history than anybody else. So if you if you kill my if you kill my culture kill my ancestors my grandparents and then going to come to me and say we are brothers in Christ I have a hard time accepting that. Yeah. Well, the, uh, there's two things. One, um, that the Bible says that that every man will will stand in his own merit. That no longer will the son be held accountable. Uh, for the sins of that father, and uh, right, but that's but that's specifically talking to the Hebrew Israelites. That's not talking to the world. If 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 you're if you're a Christian and you you are you're a believer in Christ, then that history is my history as well. You can't just say that it belongs to you and no well, one else. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, didn't Jesus say himself that I have only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel? He sure did. And then he, and then the, okay, the one that so, said, yeah, he, but even the dog, even the dog. If, if Jesus is God, he wouldn't make a mistake on that. If he said that, oh, no. he meant it. And, if you, and, and if Jesus you also said, I have sheep that's yeah. not of this pen. Did he say that? Yes. Well, could, yes, could they, all right. Could Thank be, you. Be, wait, well, could they be the other children of, of Abraham? Because he had Ishmael, and Ishmael worshipped the God of his father Abraham. He just called him Allah. Well, it it 
could it could it also be the Gentile nation? Well, and and is it is it also the same scriptures that Paul writes about? Are we we just saying Paul's not part of the Word of God? The first thing, if you read in Matthew ten and five, when he sent his disciples out, the first thing out of his mouth was, "Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." Okay, let me just say this really quickly because I think I think I I see where Rocky Brothers coming from with that. Okay. Remember the father wanted everybody, and most people returned from him, rejected him. He ended up returning to a man, not a people, a man named Abraham because of his faith. It wasn't about Israel. This was about Abraham. It's about his faith. And through Abraham, he said, I, I'm going to make the nations of the world blessed through you. That was the Gentiles right. and everybody else. So I think I, I understand well, no, what you're saying. Okay. Pat. Hold, on, hold on, hold on a second, everybody, because we're kind of getting off just a little bit. Bottom line is this. This is the bottom line. Pastor Chris said something key. He said, I have a hard time accepting you as a brother. That is kind of... That's something that that was that was very interesting comment because you can't go, you can't walk with someone unless you agree. So this is kind of very interesting. He said that because this is where a lot of so-called black people are at. They've got to first understand what is going on so they can have the capacity to forgive, not necessarily to forget. The Bible talks about Israel never forgetting, but you have to walk in forgiveness. And one of the things that's hard to forgive, if you got somebody saying, I ain't done nothing to you, or we ain't do this to you, and that's not what Pastor Zeke is saying. But but I do have a call, a hold and call. I'm coming to you, but I just want to say this really quickly. Y'all, a little bit off, but it's good. It's all good. It's all kind of relevant somewhat because you can't accomplish what this show wants to accomplish without answering Brother Pastor Chris's comment, but Brother Zeke is not a representative for all white people necessarily. We got to get over that just because somebody white, you know. I have issues with Pastor Agnew and Brother Zeke, and even Pastor Chris and Sister Eliana and anybody come on this show with regards to their belief system, not them individually. But uh, 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 Pastor Zeke probably hated everything that the whites did. So how are he going to be representing that? So I don't want him to feel under that, but I do want him to answer the question. How can it's hard for me to forgive or to see you as a brother when these things are done, and especially if somebody's saying, hey, they didn't exist. So it's very interesting. I really want to go down that road, but I know what's going to happen. People are going to say, well, we didn't tune in for that. We hear about, is it poverty? Is it racism? Is so let's just stay kind of on that vein. But let's do this. Let's go ahead and go to this question. Maybe they can help us out, and we'll come back to possibly what y'all are talking about because that is really good stuff, and it needs to be talked about. And Pastor Chris, Pastor Zeke, I hope you are understanding our hearts. You know, there's a lot of pain on the side of the fence, a lot of pain, if I can even say side of the fence. You know, yes, we are new in Christ, and yes, the Father don't see this and the Father don't see that, but we're in this flesh, and we got to work through all this pain and suffering. we got white saying, y'all out there marching, you should be marching, our kids, our boys is dying. Not your boys, and I shouldn't say your boys because your boys should be our boys, but I'm saying we people that look like us is dying. They're dying. 
you can say poverty, you can say it's not poverty, but we're dying. And when we're not dying, will everybody forget this part? You gave those statistics up, Pastor Zeke, about how many people that's actually died and so forth. But what the statistics don't show, you even said they may be skewed here and there, but what it don't right. show is how many is harassed. Every racist police officer, remember they from black, don't necessarily want to kill you. They may just want to arrest you for no reason. They may just want to call you a boy. They just may want to pull their gun and scare the hell out of you. They just may want to harass your family. They may just want you to stand aside the freeway. They, it's just all kinds of ways they harass us. And whites don't get that. Not like we get it. It's not even close. It shouldn't even be in the same conversation. That's what we're talking about tonight. That's what we're talking about tonight. Pain. Real pain. Erico, 903. 279, go ahead with your question or comment. I really, really want to apologize to you. I think you've been on like 30 minutes, and I've never had anybody hold that long. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. We'd like to know your name and city, please. Eric code 903 279. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead with your question or comment. We'd love to know your name and city, please. All right, this is Kenwin Casaberry out of Tyler, Texas. Uh, Mr. Seth, I enjoy your show. I am a well, we're just trying, man. brother. We're trying hard. Okay. Uh, far as the topic, uh, the elephant that's in the room that uh, hold on, hold on. You're breaking up. We gotta get this freedom. We want, we want to hear you. So move next to a window. Or something. We gotta get you guys to hear you good. Okay. Good. Uh, and, and hold on, while he's moving around, everybody, remember, if you're listening to this show and you clicked on the link and you're listening on the Internet, you have to call the show now. You're going to be disconnected. We're on the contract at 10 o'clock. We always roll over just out of, you know, when we, if we need to roll over as a courtesy, Blog Talk allows that. But really, we're on the contract at 10. So call us back. Look like Brother Zeke's, I mean, um, the caller dropped. Maybe a call us back. I'm going to give him a minute to call back, everybody. But remember, call back quickly, quickly, everyone. I mean, call us quickly if you're listening online. You click on the link, and uh, we'll we'll um, bring you on. Um, while we're waiting on the call, the call back again is he's right. Very exciting show here on the Fosmos on Network. This is what we do every single Tuesday, and we welcome all of the new callers. And I think he is back. I just think I saw. Okay, there he is. All right, going back to the caller. Uh, go ahead, Ty, uh, uh, Brother Casper and Tyler Texas with your comment. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, uh, it, it describes some blessings and curses. And uh, I believe America, uh, the plight of the African-American and Native American in this country kind of seems like they're matching with those curses, curses that goes on in Deuteronomy. Uh, not just America, but around the world. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that was, that's a very big elephant in the room that I, I kind of want the pastor to um, uh, brother in Christ to speak on and uh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, give some insight on that because it seems like that's we're destined. Uh, the the heavenly Father kind of knows how this thing is going to end, and everybody seems like they're playing the part. Yeah, I can definitely understand that uh, scripture better uh, talking about the uh, wheat and the shaft, how the harvesting is going to be taking place. I mean. These conversations, I think, I know it's uncomfortable, but I think it's uh, 
uh, needs to be had, you know. And, uh, and hold on a second. Uh, I'm sorry, I just got a little message from Blog Talk Radio. Uh, the phone number is nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Again, those just wanted to call quickly. Got like forty five seconds. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. One more time. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Go ahead, Brother Casper. And uh, like he's saying, yes. it's very important. Very important comment. I love to know what Brother Zeke gonna say. We're gonna take a break before we do that, though, because um, that is a loaded question right there. I was waiting to do that at the very, very end, uh, or either not do it at all and do it part two if there is gonna be a part two. I don't know if Brother Zeke would wanna go through this again. <laughs> um, he's doing very good, might I add. I mean, he's sharing from his heart, and, and, and he's a man of, of conviction, just like Pastor Agnew. And he, that's what we ask when we come on this show. I'll give him points even coming on because a lot of pastors dodge this show like it's the plague. But go ahead, Pastor Casper, I mean, Brother Casper, in less than 30 seconds, then we're going to go to, uh, I believe we're going to go to uh, Alcee Chris, uh, Pastor Chris first, and then we'll go to our guest, and then we'll take a little break and come back and get uh, some final thoughts. Okay. All right. So with the pastors that's on here, uh, I'm sure we all can agree, and uh, I know we probably got different backgrounds of scriptures, how we interpret the scriptures, but um, we all, I believe, agree that the Israelites are scattered across this world, and we we do believe that there are Israelites here in the United States. So looking at Deuteronomy, I think it's the big elephant in the room, and um, and I just kind of wanted the, 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 brother, uh, the brother in Christ to, to comment on it and uh, you know, give us uh, some insight. Okay, well, let's do that because uh, we, well, instead of going to Pastor Chris, we'll go to Brother Zeke because Pastor Chris already talked about this. He's a panelist on the show. So, Brother Zeke, what do you have to say to the caller? He is saying that a lot of what we're going through is fulfilling Deuteronomy 28. And um, and if that's the case, a lot of these things is going to happen. It doesn't mean that if that the Father won't use white supremacy to carry it out doesn't mean that at all. He said, if you disobey me, I'm going to scatter you through the four corners. And it talks about my people, a, a trust and oppression. It talks about the people that rule over Israel ruling by the word policy. It's all the time about the word policies in the Bible. It says the presence of Israel will rule by their policy. It says that their houses will be led by women. Talking about the Israelites, they'll be broken. And their houses be led by women. They said they'd be taken into prisons, uh, snared, uh, which means tricked, snared into prisons. They're in all types of prison houses, and nobody cries out for them. And, uh, of course, we have a million black men locked up. It talks about um, how we wouldn't be able to come together as a nation. It talks about our young men not fathering their children. It was so much fatherlessness going on in Israel. They had laws about that because those men were taken in by captivity. Only fatherlessness came when they went into captivity because their men was taken. So we believe that... Uh, here at the Five Stone Network, that one of the lost tribes of Israel is indeed African American. We believe the people of Israel, which we love and respect as humans, we don't believe they live out any of the scriptures. I do mean any of the scriptures. The only scriptures they live out in the when the Father says, Israel, I'm going to scatter you and I'm going to bring a nation from the north and I'm going to, they're going to set up gates, every one of them. Uh, Jeremiah, I think it's 16, talks about, below I will call all of the families of the north and uh, we believe the people in Israel is who he called from the north. So they have business in being in Israel 
but not as Israelites. They have business. Actually, actually, they do have business being Israelites, but not the Israelites as imposter Israelites as a punishment. The Bible talks about how they're going to wear, how they're going to use, make a make a mockery of your feast days and make a mockery of your heritage, and that's what's going on in Israel. So I wanted to know what you think of that. It's a mouthful, but please try to give us an answer. Sure. Well, I believe this is a prophetic word, a prophetic warning, uh, Deuteronomy 28. And, you know, there's a, there's, there's a short portion of it there that talks about the blessings. And, you know, it should be enough for us right there to walk in obedience. But I think the, the full manifestation of this, we can see throughout the, the history uh, that's detailed in God's word, how these things, how this particular prophecy here has been fulfilled. Uh, as as we've seen that now, I, I, my assumption is is that many of you feel like you're still uh, in a place of of the curse of disobedience. And so I, I would say if you're if you're in a curse of disobedience right now, um, hold, hold on, hold on, because I, I, I can, I can yeah. see where you're going. Hold on, hold on, uh, Pastor Zeke. Hold on a second. I can see where you're going. I, I and I respect what you're going. And 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 again, those of us in Christ know we don't believe we're operating on those curses. But most people don't even know their rights, and so they're not going to be able to articulate what you're about to say. What we're saying is, for the guy that had his knee on his neck, who don't know probably the things we're going to talk about right now, for most African Americans that don't know who they are in Christ, are not even believers, don't even believe in the Bible, don't want to go to nobody's church, are young people. They are suffering. And this gentleman is just saying he believes it's because we're Israelites. So his question is more of, what do you think? Do you think we are those Israelites that said that these, these things are supposed to come upon us? Or do you think, because you're saying it's based on poverty. He's saying it's based on us being Israelites, and I believe him. I just believe that what the Father uses to break us down, because we're a mighty people with priests and all this stuff, he had to come with something strong. The Bible says in Joel 2, there's going to come a nation like no other nation. There's never been a nation like this. And so that's what's happening to us. The Father whistled. His, the Bible says he, he hissed to the nations in the north, and they came with this philosophy of white supremacy, and that philosophy broke us down. That's what we're really living out. But he, Pastor, Brother Casper, is going up high. This is the real reason why we're in this situation. But I'm asking you, do you still think it's poverty, or do you think it's possibly because we Israelites and so you don't believe we Israelites? That's what we're looking for. Every one of these curses of disobedience I've seen happen to white and black. And the ministry work that I do, you shall betroth a wife and another man shall lie with her, happens to almost 100% of the men that come into uh, our ministry for addiction, white or black. And I could go through each one of these curses, and I could show you how that applies, that it has nothing to do with race, and it has to do with an impoverished mind. And I, I, I truly believe I that – yes, sir, please. Uh, well, I, I I think I know where you're going with it, but but I I, I mean uh, the the what the scriptures basically is is Moses uh, giving making a, a covenant with the Israelites, 
And I know you can take that theme and ply it any way around the world, anybody, but when you stick to what the scripture is saying and where it's going, he's with the Israelites, it's a blood covenant that they're entering. And as they're scattered, that covenant, this curses, um, is going to follow them as a sign and a wonder for the world to see. And a sign is like a Mickey McDonald's sign. You know what I mean? Wherever you are, when you see that golden arch, you'll know that's where McDonald's are. So what right. I'm saying is that's why they say it's a sign and a wonder. So these people, they have this sign on them of the curse. That's basically what the covenant and the agreement is all about. But I know you can take the whole story and apply it to a Chinese man in poverty over there and say, look, he's having it rough. He's just like what the scriptures say. See, it can apply to him too. But no, it wasn't the Chinese man in Israel with Moses at the time. But I understand how you can take it and throw it that way. But and uh, <laughs> and Brother Casselberry, and, and, and let Zeke finish, and then we from Pastor Chris will take a break. Really quickly. Okay. I'm, really done, quickly. I'm done, Mr. Really. Okay, all right, Pastor Casselberry, Brother Casselberry, yeah, I don't I want to call you Pastor. Yes, you can. Let's put it on hold really quick. Okay, Brother Casselberry, thank you very much. Uh, Pastor Chris, and then we'll uh, go to Pastor Zeke, and then we'll take a break. Quickly, Pastor Chris. I just, I just have a question for Pastor Zeke. You know, let, me, let me first say, you know, I appreciate him being on the show tonight. I really yes. do. But I'm, I'm, I'm reading uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 68 from the King James Version. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again. And there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. And my question is, I don't think that applies to everybody because in the annals of history, there's only one group of, group of people who went to Egypt or the land of bondage in ships. Because if you were in Israel and you needed to get to, to Egypt or in Egypt trying to get to Israel, you just have to walk across the Sinai Desert. There's no need for a ship. And how can that apply to everybody? Uh, is, there, is there some other people that have gone to slavery in ships that we know of? Pastor Zeke Yeah so Pastor Chris I I do hear and I understand The distinctions uh, that you're drawing In that passage uh, Of that and I I see that You know the Lord will take you back To Egypt in ships Um, So let's let's Look at the uh, Where where are you going to have to use a ship to cross From where they're at in, in that place and where they're going to have to be scattered to. And when did the Lord take them back to Egypt in ships? And when is the fulfillment? Okay. It's, well, yeah. well, Egypt means land of bondage. You know, people oh, don't know Okay, that so, but, but here, here's, here's the problem with you being able to choose between which parts of the word you want to be spiritual in nature and which parts you want to be physical in nature. So there's there's got right. there's got to be and a balance between to. that. I agree with I yeah, agree absolutely. With you so I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent of Egypt being a spiritual bondage, 100 percent there. But but I can't choose to look at that scripture and decide which part of that I want to be spiritual and which part I want it to be physical. Well, I mean, I've mean, I mean, either got to take this as a spiritual context that's an, that's an it's a heritage for all believers, 
Or I have to say this is only a physical context and it only applies to those in the physical. Well, I like, case, I like to, I like to chime well, in and just say this. Well, uh, let, me say, no, let me say this. If, if that's the case, how do you determine in the Bible what do you take as being literal and how, what do you take as being spiritual? That's no, good. It's, 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 it's extremely good question. And and I I truly do look at the Genesis account uh, of of creation. I think it's literal. Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't think that's a spiritual account. I think that that right. uh, creation itself is established that way. I believe that right. I believe that the law is is and the word of God is a two edged sword. And, and you know right. we've we've got we've got two parts here that we're dividing in this right now, right? Right. I mean, we're we're dividing which is which is applying specifically to the physical realm and which is applying to the spiritual realm of that. And and the Bible says right. to study and show ourselves approved, you know, of this that we would we would we would we would know this and that we would not be put to shame in this. And, and so you know, as, as I look at this, I, I truly believe that the that the word is alive. It's living. It's a living word of God that I've read things ten years ago that I didn't get revelation until this week. In, uh, you know, I've seen things in Scripture over and over that it became a place where God has illuminated it for me for that season and that time and that period. Um, that that was was revelation that has been there since the creation of His Word. So I, I, I you've got to have a relationship. With God, you've got to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You've got to have a relationship uh, w- with the Word, and you- you've got to be able to uh, uh, apply those mechanisms to be able to rightly divide it, uh, Pastor Chris, and and to be right, able to I pick agree. and choose. I'm not yeah. Agreeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able to pick and choose I mean, um, in in Scripture, though, is um, is is it, it can be a detriment. To me, I guess, I, I guess I what to. I like, if I may, uh, and then we'll take a little short break. We come back and y'all can finish and give final comments as well. But really quickly, I just like to say, keep in mind, I'm a panelist too, so I'm just trying to jump in here so I won't be too quiet. But uh, I just like to say that it's all of Deuteronomy 28. It's all Leviticus 13. It's many prophecies about what's to be on Israel. And again, I said it on this show since 2011. We have done over 20 shows talking about this. Who lives out all of them? We, as African Americans, live out all of those prophetic curses to be on Israel. I do think the Father has provisions to bring us out of the curses, especially if we walk in that new identity. But if we don't, if we don't enforce, we can just we can and talk about we know we new create y'all wants it, but unless we have the faith and really trust the most high and living right, we're gonna be facing those curses and that is why the police and African Americans is beefing not just the police, but educators beefing with African Americans and and just and dis- slaughtering them in the classroom, and slaughtering them in the medical world, and slaughtering them in, in, 
judicial system and slaughtering them with regards to the environment and slaughtering them with regards to housing and and, and accommodation and, and mistreating them and abusing them in regards to beauty and fashion and slaughtering them in regards to job and labor, the labor force, and just any area where there is breathing people, this philosophy believed by both whites, blacks, everybody, is mistreating. Blacks are mistreating their, their, their own selves. We can talk about white people all we want to. You take all the white people out of America, and as long as white supremacists is here, you're going to see some of the same stuff going on. And I believe this is part of the curse of the Father allowing us to walk in this foolishness called white supremacy. If we can dig up all the people that was alive and tell them what we believe right now, all of the thousands and thousands of dark-skinned people that lived all over this earth before there was even a year, if we told them what's going on right now, they would look at us like we're fools. We would say to them, you know those people that was born from you with less pigmentation? Well, we mistreated them. Y'all mistreated them, and they end up migrating, and they end up becoming the mighty people. And the Father used them. He said he would use them. And now they rule the world. And if we show them a commercial, they would probably want to throw up. And this is not racism. This is not hatred because I don't believe it's us versus y'all. I believe it's the us. It, it's, it's us, all of it. It's, it's, it's one creature, one family. We've created this illusion of race, and as long as we say that we're black and white, white people are not stupid. They're going to want their side to win. Blacks are going to want their side to win. There is no such thing. I don't know what Brother Ezekiel is. He could be an Amorite, a Jebusite. One of them, Genesis 10, he falls in that category. I believe I'm an Israelite based upon what I'm living through, but outside of that, I wouldn't even know. What a world we live in. Folks, let's take a little short break, and then we'll come back and get final comments, okay? Brother Zeke, I have to tell you one thing, brother. You got, if I can use the word, I know we're Christians and all, you got the balls of I don't know what. <laughs> okay. To be on this show, <laughs> to be on this show, people don't come on this show. We have one rabbi who's known all over the country. I'm going to mention his name. He <laughs> Anyway, that's another story. Uh, Pastor Chris, you okay with a break? Uh, and, and Pastor Zeke, y'all okay with a quick little break, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. Y'all okay? Yes, sir. Sure, I'm good. All right, folks, we'll be right back again. We're talking to the one and only uh, uh, guest, Pastor Zeke Brinsfield, a broken arrow. Um, um, no, Ben, I'm sorry, Ben, uh, Arkansas. And um, we're talking to Pastor Alcee Chris of Fort Worth, Texas, Alatia Temple. And uh, they're just doing their thing. Um my goodness, my goodness, can you believe the things that's being said tonight? I respect this pastor, though. He's standing his ground. He ain't wimping down, and that's what we need to just, just be able to have boldness. Stand up for what you believe in. He just might be right. Could be.
and we're back. Again, you've been listening to the Five Swiss on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have on Pastor Elsie Christopher Lady of Temple, Fort Worth, Texas. I guess tonight is Pastor Zeke Brentsville up in Arkansas. And uh, we're just talking about how many feel poverty is a problem. Uh, not racism for blacks and police issues. Of course, we've taken some side roads and different topics have popped up. But this is a really, really good dialogue between the callers nationally and um, and, uh, and everybody tonight. So let's go back to the phone lines. Pastor Ezekiel line is open. Pastor Christian line is open. Let's go ahead and get some final words and wrap up the show, folks. Again, Pastor Ezekiel, really appreciate you coming on. Um, you've been a, a man of the most high, speaking your, your heart, your convictions. Please listen to the things that Pastor Chris had to say. Pastor Chris, I know for a fact, is a very good man. He's a straight shooter, and there is some really bad things going on that we are, some of us are trying to defend. And the police is out of control. They're murdering us, Pastor Zeke. They're murdering people because of how they look. They are profiling based on color. Don't have nothing to do with your economic status. Matter of fact, if you're driving a nice car, you, you're most likely to get it even worse. It's not just about economics. It's about what they think they're looking at. And this is why I believe that we should educate them about the true history of who they are. Who they are. <laughs> not who blacks are necessarily so-called blacks, but who they are. What white skin really is. How Africa, they are from Africa also. Who their parents really is. What they're looking at when they look in the skin at white skin. What they're looking at when they see freckles on their face, which is what they used to be. And what we're looking at when we look in this uh, mirror when we see dark skin is not uh, something to boast about and be looking down on any one of us because none of us have the power to make us. It's just we were born into these bodies. And uh, sin does have a part to, to play in how we look. Some of our women can't produce children. It has nothing to do with them. It was sin in the earth. They don't need to feel bad. In white skin, in all due respect, and much love for all people, is a recessive trait from black skin. Brother Zeke, Pastor Zeke, and Pastor Chris, are y'all aware that to be white, scientifically speaking, it don't matter what college, it don't matter Harvard, it don't matter John Hopkins, it don't matter, to be white skin can kill you. The sun which is the most natural thing on our planet, can and will in some cases kill you for not having pigmentation. So with that, we need to really understand what we're saying and listen to that first part of my show when the lady was saying we really are all cousins and we really are, like she said, I'm a faded African. I want to know, Pastor Zeke, what you have to say about that because the reason why I bring this up is this is major. This is a major blow to white supremacy. If those four police officers knew what I just said and knew it very well and could explain and articulate it better than I could, I don't know that they – I've seen – let me just say I just did. I'm going to you, Pastor Zeke. I've seen whites listen to me 
and the things like that I'm talking about along these lines, and it changed them. That's why I can't hate whites, so-called whites. It changed them, folks, listeners, callers. It changed them because they really thought you people are just good for nothing. They believe all the lies. When I told them, quit listening to Fox Network, turn that network off completely. Listen to anybody but Fox. I mean, and listen to people that's pro-Democrat and pro-Republican. Don't just listen to one or the other, because Satan don't care about none of that. When I begin to explain to them the real war that we wrestle not against flesh, but I have seen so-called white people change. Pastor Zeke, I would love to know your comment on specifically what I said about the whole evolution of white skin. And, and, and also, your, just let's talk about just that one thing really quickly. I mean, if you only have to comment if you want to. I mean, I know we're at the, over the overkill on the show, but time, but go ahead. Uh, it comes back to identity for me, uh, Brother Seth. It comes back to a place of of knowing who you are. And, you know, uh, when when you were wondering if I was a Jebusite or, or, or one of the, um, um, I, I, would, I would say, children out of Cain, um, you, know, you know, the Bible tells me that I'm a Jew is what the Bible tells me. And and if, if I was to identify from a uh, an, uh, an ethnicity or from a people group, that's what I have to have to identify as for for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outwardly in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men but from God, and so I have to find my identity there. As 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 I'm, I'm well, well, hold on a second, brother. Hold on, Pastor. Got it for t- I'm only doing this for time's sake. Otherwise, I would not cut you off. Yeah. For time's sake, that is not what police officers thinking that are pulling us over. Again, it's not about you. You're not on trial tonight, and I hope you felt that. Oh, We're no, talking about a system. Hold on a second. We're talking about a systemic. Uh, something that's systemic. There are going to be some white brothers and sisters that's going to be listening to you in the future, and some black brothers, so-called black brothers and sisters, so-called white brothers and sisters. They don't know nothing about what you're talking about right now. That is your walk with the Father, and I thank the Father for you being there because that, ladies and gentlemen, is a solution. For real, all jokes aside. But I'm talking about where people are in deception and bringing them from the deception of white supremacy to now. If they knew the evolution of white skin, if they sitting upon in white power, white power, and if they knew the contribution that Pastor Chris was saying in his book of African Americans, I don't think that they would be acting out the racism in the flesh. Now, no that once they get it together in the flesh, they need what you're saying in the spirit. So what happens if we're not careful, and I know you're not deflecting, what they call deflecting, but what happens if we don't watch out, we will never get nothing done because every time it's time to, it's time for you, somebody like you, to say, well, yes, Seth is right. White skin is a recessive trait. Yeah, the son will kill you. My aunt died of that. My cousin died of that. Instead of you saying that, and people going, wow, and getting that truth, because that is a truth. Instead of getting that truth, and that is a truth. Instead of getting that truth, we start talking about the, the big solution, and we never get these other lies in the flesh. I know they're not as important, 
But these people out here acting out, uh, uh, Pastor, and they need to know both truths. And see, this is my concern, and this is what Pastor Agnew, where I have trouble with him. I know you have high regards to him, and so do I, I wouldn't add him on. But my point is, every time you try to get those brothers in a situation to where you say, well, what should I do? I, I mentioned to one brother, one of the callers, I say, hey, you see somebody get shot, pow, pow, pow. What's your response? You just saw somebody get killed. He said, one of their members, and this is what happened, you don't teach them properly, this is what he said. Well, I'll pray for him. Because really, we're not of this world. I mean, bro, that that is irresponsibility, spiritual irresponsibility. You are to hold those people responsible and pray for them. So this is what I'm saying. I'm saying to you, white skin, as we know it, is a recessive trait according to science. The sun will kill you, literally. You would die. If you are in the sun too much, you don't put on sunscreen, it will kill you. Well, that's not true for the African-American. Unless they're light-skinned, really light-skinned. So my point is, that fact right there needs to be known. It needs to be known why the bone structure is thicker. It needs to be known about the differences in the so-called white man, so-called black man. Not to put the white man down and the black man up, because there's some things whites have that blacks don't have. Yes, that's true. Due to sin. Yes, it's true. Melanin will give you everything. There's some people bawling up the head. I'm bawling. Well, balling of the head is a part of sin also. Well, some whites have their hair. So this is not a put down. I'm just saying, Brother Zeke, you don't have to answer it. All I'm trying to say to, to the listeners listening tonight, until whites start acknowledging these kinds of things, now they'll practice racism, not Brother Zeke. They'll, go, they'll say all this quick cockamamie stuff about black skin was originally cursed. And then when the truth come along, they just go and drop everything. You know, when you're, they're hanging up a white image in the church for a thousand years, and then when you start finding out Jesus had, Yeshua had black features, well, we should hang up no images. Why do you want to not hang up no images now? And that's what we got to, that, that right there, the Father's going to deal with us because of that. So I don't mean to go off, and, uh, off on here because we got to wrap it up, but I'm just saying this is where the church is at. Until we deal, until we deal with those people in Israel, who are they? Pastor Chris named some things. The call of Casper from Tyler, Texas named some things. Who are those people? There's no hatred for them, but who are they? Until we talk about that, this racism ain't going nowhere. In our hearts, in white's heart, in black heart, it's not going nowhere. Final comments, uh, Pastor uh, Zeke, and um, or if you want to comment on that, that's fine, but um, and then we'll go to Pastor Chris and wrap up the show. Well, I do appreciate... Uh, this evening, I appreciate the dialogue, and I appreciate uh, the the um, just the knowledge you guys are sharing uh, of information that has been given to you uh, to extend. I, I do believe discipleship is still the answer, as we talked about uh, in correcting this and the response of the church today. I, I don't believe it's a place of marching. I do believe it's a place of, of, of uh, discipleship. Um, I think that that's the that's the answer, and I, I believe that um, in reference to scientific, um, you know, um, you know, as far as for um, epidemiology uh, and study of of the um, skin, you know, um, the epidermis is a pretty fantastic uh, organism. It is one of that has been given to us that uh, many don't see it as a, as an organ, but it is. 
and it does have a lot of features and functions within it. And you know, myself, I don't I don't have a problem with the sun. I don't put sunscreen on. I go out in it. I've got uh, Native American in me, and so it doesn't it yeah, doesn't. Affect it does. Yeah, it's not. That? Some whites have a, you know, do have degrees of melanin. Whites don't have; they have some melanin. Albinos are the one with no melanin, but there are some whites. That's that, right. Skin cancer is no joke. It's one of the main cancers. Oh, uh, my father-in-law. I was, that's what I was about to comment. He's had several removed from his body and his face, and he's been a Methodist pastor for many years. And so, to to say that there's not a deficiency uh, when when a person has uh, less melanoma would would be a would be a lie, right? Not melanoma. Hold on. Melanoma is a skin cancer. Oh, no, no, no. no, no I'm sorry. Melanin. Melanin, yes. I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. Uh, to, to not have uh, that um, melanin in, 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 your, in your skin. So um, that would be a lie if I, if I stated that because that's, that's not true. Um, to create so a let me ask you this really quickly before I pass to Chris. And, and just a quick interjection, really quickly. And oh my goodness, I'm trying to wrap this show up. And, uh, you, this is so juicy, folks. I hope y'all listen. To, I mean, this is just about from start to finish. But I guess what I'm saying is this: in the colleges, they do teach science. In the colleges, they do, do teach history. If what Brother Seth is saying is true about civilizations before Europeans wrote their first book, book. if what Brother Seth, Brother Seth is, is telling the truth about albinos migrating up north, mixing among themselves, and eventually cannot produce pigmentation, and the white race coming out of that brother, and Pastor Chris talks about the Moors educating them. If, if, if that's true, if, if that's true, I know we talk about who we are in Christ. That's for the preacher and spirituality. That's going to happen. That should happen. That's the ultimate solution. I've said it a thousand times on the show. But shouldn't in colleges our babies, your children, my children, be taught the things I've said? If it's true, oh, you want me to respond? Oh yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely. If there's well, truth, should be taught. Period. Now, you 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 mentioned a lot of things about if it's true, and our school systems is something that, man, it's got to change. Um, I've got a I've got a twenty. Well, I have a son that's going to be 26 in August, and uh, I've got a, a, a son that just turned five. And uh, our five-year-old will be homeschooled here. He'll be he'll be trained in our home because of the of the brokenness. And you know, I, when I asked for information about uh, some of the names that you listed from from uh, African American history, uh, I, I I want to look at those uh, individuals, and I want to. Uh, find out information about them to look at contributions that has happened and been made around the world. I want to be able to teach those things as well. Uh, well, because, I can uh, say this. A lot of them are believers. Some of them are not believers. But it's like any college professor. Some of them are believers. Some of them are not believers. But names like uh, Pastor Chris, I'm going to go and you just name something. Remember, this show is recorded. If you don't get all this wrote down, uh, you can record these shows. You can fast forward everybody. To, uh, so we're going to go one at a time. Uh, I'm going to name Pastor Chris. You go. Okay, you ready? Yes. With some books. Yes, and I'm going to, well, okay. I would just name an author, but Noble Drew Ali is very important. Oh, no, no, okay, I can, uh, I can name the authors. I can name the authors. Um, some of these teachers at Harvard, these are, these, are, these are not only any old professors. These are some people that are some big names that already 
is at Harvard. Uh, go ahead. I said no, but Drew Ali. Uh, Ru- Rudy Windsor. Dr. Ben Yakanon. Dr. Ben And I'm going to tell you um, something. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. If you were smart, you would listen to Louis Farrakhan. Here's why. Everybody say he hate whites, right? I say he don't. I say he's frustrated with whites, and this is why I say listen to Louis Farrakhan. Because if you want to know the potential of what's going to happen, that's a very important man in the black community. Just like I will listen to whoever whites listen, I will listen to Rush Limbaugh. Because I want to know how, what make black people, what make white people tick. What are they upset about? Louis Farrakhan articulates the pain of our people like nobody else because he works for nobody and nobody's payroll. I know you may not like that name, but you need to listen to see why people hate him, including black folk. Listen to what he say. And uh, you take it or leave, but Louis Farrakhan, go ahead, Pastor Chris. Um. Uh, you talk. You did you mention Ivan Van Sertima? Yeah, no, I didn't. But Ivan Van Sertima, uh also in Israel. You want to know why we feel like we Israel? Well, there's some Israelites in Israel. There's four thousand. I'm Doctor. I mean, um, uh, uh, Ben Ami. He's passed away, but his teachers are out there. And there's right. four thousand black Israelite people that look like everyday African Americans um, living in Israel. You need to know yeah, they let what them, they right. believe. They, let they don't hate whites. It's all kind of whites go there and mingle with them every day. They love whites, but they feel like they're the people that land. That's a movement right uh, under Dr. your nose. You probably didn't even know that, but go ahead. Dr. Kane Hopefeller, uh, Dr. John L. Johnson, uh, Dr. Ishaq Amusa Barashango, um, Ella Hewley. Mm-hmm. I can't think of Ms. Liver's first name. But the bottom line is this, you know, if you can just Google, let's say, three of those names, and it's gonna, it, Google is going to pull up a lot of them. And uh, I'm going to say this in a weekend because it's, it's a lot of names. It's, made, it's hundreds of them. Again, strangely, they do teach at a lot of the Ivy Leagues. It's just, I'm like, they just, nobody know who they are because... I don't know. It's just now we're talking about grand my 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 stepfather and uh, uh, Pastor Zeke. Really quick, like I wrap to show up. I named about thirty names. You know, Kenneth Copeland. Yes. You know, Kim Hagen. Yes. You know, uh, Happy Caldwell. Yes. You know, Oral Roberts. Yes. You know, he knew all these people. And then I said, Well, Billy, do you know these names? And I started naming. I named about fifty people. The names we're talking about, reputable people. Six-figure income. Some of them are wealthy, and they're 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 teaching the world. They're teaching children of the world. These are these are big names. They're not just talking about it with a little old storefront talking. These are really professors and so forth. He didn't know one of them. I said, Billy, you're living in a bubble. You're in the charismatic bubble. You're listening to too much of TBN and Daystar. That's not what the father is using. He's not just going to – those people have weaknesses. White males have weaknesses. Black people, black men have weaknesses. There's something the father is doing, but black men, because they're so caught up in blackness, they're going to miss it because they only want to talk to black folk. They only want to listen to the Farrakhan. So you've got to mix. That's why I listen to some. I listen. I listen to all kinds of racist white people. Then I want to know what they saying. What are they saying? Why do they hate us? We have to know white people because we are 
the underdogs in this country in terms of socially speaking, not in the spirit. So we have to know what white males think. White males have to know what we think. That's why a lot of them don't know a lot of these people. And a lot of our black people don't know these people because white males control what they see on TV. So you have to break out of that bubble to know, and it's not that hard to understand really how we feel. Anyway, uh, 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 final words, Pastor Zeke, in less than a minute. Pastor Chris, I'm, I do mean less than two minutes. I know, Pastor Chris, I keep giving, telling you two minutes, so i got to wrap up this show. I'm sorry. Well, I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I do appreciate uh, the discussion tonight, I really appreciate the callers. Really good questions uh, come in tonight, and I, I really um, am thankful to have an opportunity to be able to uh, share the Word of God uh, tonight, and um, I, I, I just can't say enough um, in appreciation for inviting me on the show, Brother Seth, and for being a, um, a humble host, so thank you for that, and, and, and Pastor Chris, I, um, I, I do thank you, and I, I would love to continue the, the discussion about um, the brokenness of, of, of how it's difficult to be brothers with someone who continues to afflict you and to continue to be that place. And I think that that is a great uh, topic of discussion that uh, but maybe maybe someday the Lord will open up that as an opportunity uh, to, to for us to continue to have that. And uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, if you would like to talk personally about any of that because I, I would be uh, extremely uh, encouraged uh, to hear from you. Okay, everybody, that was Pastor Zeke, all of us, Miss Benton, Arizona, uh, Arkansas, right? Yes, it. All right, and you with Tent Makers. Uh, go ahead and get that uh, quickly, quickly. Tent Builders Fellowship here in Benton, Arkansas. And they try not to be a burden anybody by simply the, uh, talking about financial independence away from church uh, offices and so forth. Uh, Pastor Chris, go ahead, your last words, and wrap the show quickly, quickly. Okay, uh, I just wanted to say, Seth, it was a show, and um, I'm just going to say I have a lot of respect for you, Pastor Z. You know, it's it's kind of difficult to be in the hot seat, but, you know, I do believe you're a man that's in Christ, and I do, I do believe that there's love in your heart, and we might, we might disagree on some things, but the bottom line is that we have to love one another, and that's what we should all be moving towards. And you know, I, I, it's just a, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. And I will reach out to you. I'll get your information from Seth, and I definitely want to talk to you another time. At another time, sir. May God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, folks, you couldn't get it no better than that. A so-called black man, a so-called white man, pastors in the body of Christ, they both acknowledge that that new identity is the solution. But we live in a clay. We, the Bible talks about uh, that treasure in earthen vessels, and in earthen vessels there's earthly affairs we have to deal with. Well, one of the things we deal with is this erect uh, uh, statue, this idolatry of some called white supremacy, just a total lie all the way around. But that lie has got the nations drunk, foreigners stumbling in here. America, America, great, great country, with some of us talking like that, and we got whites feeling like white power. Well, we just attacked it tonight. We just hit it from all corners. Don't hang up, brothers. Uh, everybody's got something for y'all before we go. A little song, y'all gonna, I think gonna be blessed. Folks, listen. <laughs> we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
the enemy is not playing with us. This lie, this lie is no not, nothing to play with. This lie permeates the soul. Older black people, full of it. Young black people, full of it. So-called black people. So tonight, I hope y'all heard the love. Like I say, every single show, we love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. My goodness, nothing you can do about it. Next week, I don't know if there'll be a part two. Um, uh, Brother Zeke seemed eager to talk about this and can't talk about it enough. But I know some of y'all tired of hearing about it on this network, but I really don't care whether or not you're tired or not. The key is, what are you doing about it? The key is, what are you doing about it? The biggest giant in America, yet nobody want to talk about it. Isn't that strange? People, we talk about everything under the sun, but this thing. Why? I don't talk about that. Well, again, we are the network that talk about things at all. That the Father is saying that the church just don't want to deal with. My goodness. Here's Sinatch, all the way from Nigeria, doing her thing. Check this out. Sinatch is a praise and worship leader out of Nigeria. Igbo Jew. <laughs> Good night. Your favor so 
me like a shield Your love amazes me Your grace has leaped to me